You, sir, in the uh, fantastic-looking hoodie. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Hello and welcome back to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm one of your hosts, and joining me today, as usual, is Bill. Hi, everybody. And TJ. Hello, it's TJ. I noticed you said welcome back. back. What if this yeah, is, and he had if, a smile on his face because, because he knew that because I heard it. I knew that you knew that I said something different. <laughs> well, and any time I try and change it up. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, just welcome in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was your Halloween, guys? Oh, mine was great. Why? I, I why was it great? Because so you I have kids. Able, well, what's cool is it was a huge group because it's my family and my, like my extended family. So my niece came out with me and Riker and Liz and Remy, <clears throat> and then our friends' kids. Mm-hmm. So we usually go down one side of our street and then the other side, and then they're done. You know, like the kids are, but. We had the idea to stay out with, like, Riker and the two older kids, and that felt like Halloween. Really? Because like, it was, like, late. It, it, was wasn't, late, just, it, was it wasn't just, like, managing the little kids and getting them in yeah. and then go to have dinner. Like, it was, yeah. like, getting to hang out. And and they got all the leftover candy. Like, all the people that the were people handing out candy were just, were just like, oh, okay, here. Really? Like, we had to get another bag. So one of the guys that we went to gave us a plastic tops bag to dump candy into. Yeah. So that we would have That's more space. Cool. Yeah, it was it was. What awesome. did they dress up as? Riker was Spider-Man. Cool. But he didn't want to be like the muscular suited yeah, Spider-Man. Like the padded. He, want, he wanted to be, after watching me play Spider-Man uh-huh. on PS4, he wanted to be that. Really? Like fitted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you didn't see the picture of him? No. Really? No. Oh. Yeah. He so and then um Remy was a <clears throat> a mermaid. Oh, that's awesome. He looks like uh like Toby McGuire. He looks Spider-Man. just like Toby McGuire. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I've got I actually have pictures of of him with the full suit on because he didn't want to wear the mask understandably yeah. so but look at this dude yeah that looks awesome that, that looks cool? so cool you saw it didn't you yep yeah I saw it. the really big eyes oh yeah like, Very that's cool. that's cool and yeah. what and what was uh your daughter a mermaid mermaid of course <clears throat> yeah uh tj how was your halloween uh literally did nothing yeah for halloween did nothing. uh this can come up later like because zero. we've got a lot of like video games and TV shows and movies to uh, talk to get through uh, at the end of the show. But uh, did you watch any more, like, Sabrina or anything like that? Uh, okay, so, yeah, I haven't talked about this stuff, but I did start watching Sabrina uh-huh. and about the, what is it? The, what is it actually called? Like the, the Chilling Tales. Chilling Tales. Chilling Tales, chilling tales, tales Sabrina. Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Liz finished it. Um, so, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Yeah. I'm not you told me a little bit about it's it. It's good, though. It's very good. Like, I definitely recommend it. But it's like... Like, the first, it takes a little while to get used to the, the world that they're building, because it's, like, the first episode, they're like, oh, praise Satan mm-hmm. that this happened. And you're like, ooh. And you're like, uh. like, it, it's normal that they're satanic. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they're, it's e- jarring. they're evil. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't know. It's, it like, the Adams Family is evil. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But they're, like, lovable. It's kind of, like, goofy. Yeah. And... It just takes a while to get, because they're not like the Adams Family, where it's like, yeah. oh, it's kind of like... Like, because they're not being funny. They're, like, literally, like, they, they were mm-hmm. the devil, and it's just normal. Mm-hmm. It's a normal thing. It's not campy. Yeah. But um, it's really good. The The more I watch it, the the, the story as it progresses is, is really good. It 
the more I watch it, the more it does remind me of Buffy. And, yeah, uh, I got that impression from the trailer. Yeah. That's I, I I watched like Liz was watching it in bed, <clears throat> and I overheard it, and I just I didn't even see what was happening, and it sounded like Buffy. Yeah, like yeah. the conversations that they were having, like it was very much like like cult occult stuff like yeah. oh we have to find this book and oh that tablet if you put it together and the, and the demons and the, yeah. this and everything just it seemed very buffy it makes me think that they could do like a fucked up a more fucked up version of, of buffy like go like go further which yeah, they yeah, want to do which aren't they yeah. rebooting yeah interesting I mean, there's, there's there has been talk about oh they're doing a movie and they're casting this person and then they're gonna do a tv show and it's like i don't know what they're actually doing but i hope they do I ho- i'd love to see a reboot yeah I think it'll happen. Katie and I went and saw Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. Because I, I, I actually really liked the first one. It yeah, was fun. This, the, none of the returning cast is in it. Uh, Didn't this, did this one seem like a straight-to-DVD movie? It absolutely did. So I, I'm going to put that out there. It you wasn't that weird? good. But I will say that it actually had a justifiable reason for being what it was. Like the, how they tied it into the first one is actually very good. Mm-hmm. And there are mm-hmm. returning characters. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was surprised. Was, was Jack Black in it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's in the trailer. He's in it. No, yeah. he's not. He's in the trailer no, for this book. Yes, he is. Well, anyways, he's definitely in it. Okay. A, a good po- portion of it, and it was, it was, it was actually pretty good. But it's, a, it is a straight to DVD feeling movie. You know, it was one of those things. The only reason we saw it was, I enjoyed the first one enough. I grew up reading the books, and um, you know, just kind of that nostalgic mm-hmm. thing. And we wanted to do something kind of Halloween-ish. Uh, what were you saying, TJ? Oh, I thought it was kind of weird because you and I talked like. I want to say it was like beginning of like September or end of August or something like that. And you mentioned to me that that, what's that, like the, the house movie that Jack Black is in. Oh yeah, the house with yeah, the clock we were talking and the walls about like or something like that. How stupid it is that that's supposed to be like kind of like the sequel, but not and it's sequel. In and they never, at the same time. And they never came out with Goosebumps 2. A week after that, I saw a commercial for Goosebumps 2. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What were you asking, Bill? If, uh, if I have headphones? No, I so we didn't do check. Oh we no, do my check. I kind of did before we started. Oh, okay. I think we're gonna be all right. Sorry if the audio is not <laughs> great. As you cough into yeah, the microphone. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, we have a bet to settle. What is it? Venom. Is it the Venom bet? Do we? Do you want the Venom no, bet? No, we talked wanna... about it on Oblivion Song podcast. Oh, okay. But we did. We, we made it. Do we here. save it for the end with the other stuff conversation? Yeah. We'll yeah. move on. Yeah, we'll save sure. it. We'll yeah. save it. But we'll, we'll come back it. to we'll that. We'll save it. We'll save it. We are The Invincible Podcast. I just want to remind everybody that you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. We have a website. You can just go to theinvinciblepodcast.com. On that, right now, we have um, show notes for each of the episodes, kind of a behind-the-scenes type thing. Um, I'm hoping to do a little write-up on something and put that up this month, but we'll see. I'm I not was going to sure do a blog about New York, and I never did. That's right. I want. Well, you probably still could because we're going to be talking about commissions and stuff that you got, and mm. it'd be cool to have mm. them all collected in one place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. look forward to potentially those. Um, other than that, we are also the mm-hmm. uh, same people that do the Oblivion Song podca- podcast. TJ, tell me more about that. Oh, we are the Oblivion Song podcast. A show where friends gather and talk all things Oblivion Song. A comic book by Robert Kirkman and, and Lorenzo Dave Felicio. Felicio. Uh, Felicio. <laughs> Felicio. Um, ooh, we just got real. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we talk about Oblivion Song, um, and we our new episode always comes out the Friday after the newest issue comes out, mm-hmm. which for the next issue will or the next episode will be on the 16th. 
the next issue comes out on the 14th, yep. so our next episode will be on the 16th. And I'm really excited issue nine. for this issue. This yeah. is a, 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 jail, a, a jailbreak type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be so No, the jailbreak Well, the jailbreak happened. was that one, but this They're, is going to be a... Yeah, he, he them and, running yeah, away. Them and, running, yeah. He and Nate going to steal it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Into, or, or yeah, Nate yeah. and Ned. It's right. not a jailbreak, it's a heist. Sorry, yes. that's what I meant to say. This last one was... Oh. So if you want to know what we're talking about, yeah, go it's catch pretty up on cool. Oblivion Song if you haven't, and yep. then listen to our episode. Uh, as far as uh, news goes within the, since the last episode, there's a big one, which was New York Comic Con, but that is actually going to be our main topic. So we're going to gloss over that, and I want to bring up the fact that um, uh, Walking Dead Day happened, and... Uh, one of the variant covers was done by our friend uh, Corey Walker, and I just thought it'd be cool to bring that up. So does it? Did it come in that black? Yes, they come thing? in mystery bags, so you oh, know what issue it's gonna be. Cool. So there is like all the all the like the key issues, like major, um, you know, monumental issues of Walking Dead. Oh. And so I knew that Corey Walker did the cover for issue 92, but what it can be is it's going to be either a regular color color cover with the logo mm-hmm. on top or the color cover with just no logo. It mm-hmm. just looks like a, a, the actual image. And then there's the black and white version with the logo and then the black and white version with no logo. So uh, it is issue 92, which is the introduction of the character Jesus. And Corey Walker did the cover and it looks pretty cool. So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. You got the one black, black and, white, and white with no, no logo, with no black cover, and white, no, or logo. no um, logo. Yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of cool. So fans of Corey Walker <laughs> should check that out. Um, other than that, uh, it was there was also speaking of Corey Walker, this all kind of flows together pretty well. Um, Luca Con, which is the um, convention in Florence, Italy. Um, it is the Luca Comics and Games convention. Uh, TJ's probably scrolling through some commissions right now that Ryan Otley literally just posted. Uh, how are they looking, TJ? They're good. There's uh, an Omni-Man. That is an awesome Omni-Man. It is an awesome. Did you see the Invincible he posted Yeah, earlier? dude, with Holy the color. Shit. Like he did I didn't the color see it. I didn't see it. I'll pull, um, I'll pull that up while Omni-Man, TJ keeps going. Uh, a, an awesome Conquest. That is, that. Dude, that looks so cool. Is that supposed to... <clears throat> I wonder if someone got him looking at someone else because it Maybe. almost looks like a two-parter. Yeah. That is a sweet con- uh, Conquest. A Grizzly Shark. Oh yeah, sweet and a Spider-Man Invincible. Invincible. That's, oh, that's sweet. Cool. And this is the uh, uh, cover sketch, sketch cover. he did. Oh wow! It's like full body. Yeah. Holy cow! He's got the bloodshot I, eye. Someone and everything. paid for that shit. Yeah. yeah, that's badass. I love when he does that for commissions where the yellow is there but the yeah. blue isn't. Yeah. It just it looks really sharp. So ke- go check out some of the commissions uh, Ryan Outley's doing over there. But not only that, but this is, geez, I can't remember the last time there was a convention where. Corey Walker was on the, like, not billing or whatever you call it, but, like, was on the guest list mm-hmm. with Ryan Otley, with Robert Kirkman, all three of the creators in one place at one convention. Lorenzo De Felici was there. Was oh, like, that's what Lorenzo was at? Yeah. Like he was talking about seeing talking a couple days Adi. or whatever. Yeah, yeah cool. all four of them there? That's got to be so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that convention is going on. Uh, But that does it as far as news goes, Uh, other than our main topic. So... TJ, hmm. you got to go to New York Comic Con. I did. I did indeed. This was your first time ever going yep. to uh, this kind of con. You've gone to Boston Comic Con and Toronto Comic Con, which are decent-sized conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, how did this compare? So, obviously bigger, mm-hmm. but it was it was bigger with more people. So, it, it, actually, I would actually say that it was less crowded 
than like Toronto Comic Con. Toronto Comic Con, like on a Saturday, you can't move. Mm-hmm. Fan Expo, you mean? Toronto, right. yeah, yeah, Toronto yeah. Comic Con Fan Expo, yeah, all, all yeah. Right. Toronto Comic Con is pretty small, but the Toronto Fan Expo is that's what we're talking is, about. Yeah. Is bigger, but still doesn't even compare to New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con was gigantic, yeah, but because it was the venue was so big, it wasn't that crowded to where I still felt like I could move around. Like it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, so as soon as I got there, I was there for maybe an hour and realized I made a grave mistake in the fact that I did not save enough money. Hmm. everything was so ridiculously expensive. Like the art, like I obviously I collect a lot of commissions and the artists like double their commissions there. Really? It's I was going to so say it wasn't expensive. just because there was more of them or more vendors. It was just the fact that the prices were higher too. I felt like the prices were higher. Like I don't, I don't know all these artists well enough to like, maybe they just raised their prices since the last time I saw them. I don't know, but it was really expensive. Yeah. Really, really expensive. There were, there were a couple artists that I really wanted to get but couldn't because if I had, I wouldn't be been able to do much yeah. else. So, um, but a lot, I got a, a lot of really awesome commissions, so I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, who are the uh, who are a couple uh, artists that you got invincible related commissions from? And we'll post all these online and stuff like that. But like, I know you got, um, I know you got to see. Uh, obviously, you got to see Otley. Yep. And what did you get from Otley? Uh, I wanted to start a, like a like a splash thing with him, mm-hmm. um, but and I almost did, but then I kept going back and forth, and I've been going back and forth for years, and I've gotten multiple commissions from him, and I, but I've I've never gotten a Rexplode from him. I've never gotten anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten anything uh, Invincible related other than the mass amounts of pages that I have, mm-hmm. um, but I've never gotten an Invincible related commission from him. So I finally got my favorite character Rexplode, and it came out. It is, I mean, he always blows me away. Yeah, it is, like, I think, one of the best... Pun intended. It came out one awesome. of the best uh, head sketches he's ever done. Now, how was how his booth? Did you notice any difference now that he's a big Marvel guy with Spider-Man and everything? I mean, he had his... Uh, not really. No? I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little more busy. Yeah? I would think. Um, but like I said, it, w- it was so big that I think that... If he was like at Fan Expo, he's going to be busier. You there was I mean? a huge line when we went to go see him at Fan Expo that one year. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Like there were people waiting an I hour. I would say him. it was about that. Yeah. 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 I noticed there that a lot of his, a lot of his, was, uh, there was a lot there. A lot of his sketches are Spider Man now. You know, the ones that he posts. Yeah. He is posting a lot more Spider Man. Yep. All his commissions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Invincible related. Uh, I got a an Invincible from Jim Chung. Mm-hmm. who uh, I really wanted to get something from him from, for a long time, and I think that, that came out awesome. I love his uh, his I, headpiece. I really like his goggles uh, in that one. Yeah, his, his was awesome. Um, oh, man, I'm going to screw this up. I got in a – I saw a guy doing a, doing paintings mm-hmm. um, of, an, of different characters. He was doing a painting of, of Venom, and I saw his commission prices, and it was like $130, which – Anybody doing paintings or acrylics is actually extremely cheap. I feel bad because I'm going to forget his name. I want to say it was Paul Renaud, but that was that was a guy that did a Joker for me. Anyways, it came out amazing, and if you want to yeah, see we'll it, we'll post it with the um, name later. His goggles are like see through, and they're like blue. Like it came out so sick. I'm I'm going to post that. Yeah, too, I so. love that one. Um, so like the first day, um, you actually got to go to the Kirkman panel too, right? Right. So it was like. Was the the your goal like you wake up in the hotel? First of all, was it a pain in the ass trying to get to the convention? There are nothing against people in New York. 
of New York City. <laughs> but there are city people and there are not city people. Oh, yeah. And I never thought that I would have an issue with it until this trip. I've been to New York City before with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit. Being there for four days, you have to walk everywhere. The city traps heat because there's such tall buildings. It was 85 degrees every day. It, here it was 30 degrees in upstate yeah. New York. Um it was just so hot. You couldn't get comfortable. Homeless people everywhere. Like, yeah. it. I don't know. I, I could never live in the city. It's just not for me. Just uncomfortable. It was, it was really, really uncomfortable for me. I'm just not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pain to get. Like, literally, to like, I live four miles, not even four miles away from you, like three, yeah. three four miles away from you. It would take me a half an hour to get here if I lived in the city. It's just, it just you can never get anywhere easily. And You mean driving it would have taken you? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean... Walking, yeah, walking of course it would. Take it longer. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just not easy to get anywhere. So yeah, it, w- it was definitely a hassle. We we have to uh, walk to the bus station, take the bus into the city, which took some took like probably twenty minutes, and then from the best bus station, walk all the way to the convention every yeah. day back and forth. So you took a bus. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm and the not first, a city guy. And so was it was it immediately go to artists for me or. Yeah. Cookman panel. No artists. Yeah. So I would be so nervous getting lost in Artist Alley and not being able to make it to the Kirkman panel on time. Because that was right after. Wasn't that one of the first things? Yeah, I thought I'd have to be quick. Yeah. But I actually had plenty of time. Really? Yeah, I walked around the art because, I mean, it wasn't really that busy in at Robert Kirkman's panel. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Hmm. So uh, first I met up with Mike Barrett. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Mike, Mike Barrett. Spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with him down there. Um. And we walked around for a little bit, and then we walked over to the, um, to the. Uh, we it was a different venue, a completely different place, uh, where we saw Robert Kirkman, and he did his panel, and I, uh, uh, I asked him a question about mm-hmm. Oblivion Song. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on on the Oblivion Song podcast. Um, yeah, and it was good. Cool. Was I actually cool have panel. a couple of the clips uh, where he talks about it. I'm gonna play them right now, and we can give our impressions on what. Was, this is him talking about Invincible. Yep, these are okay. Invincible-related. So my uh, question was Oblivion Song-related, but he did talk about Invincible, so... Yeah. Yep. So here we go. Go ahead. Uh, speaking about Amazon, can you give us any information about the Invincible Amazon series that's going to come out someday? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's, it's coming along very well. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it, it does take uh, a bit of time. So that's why we haven't talked about the release date. That's why we haven't, you know, really shown anything. Uh, I am very hopeful that uh, we'll be doing some kind of big rollout at Comic-Con next year so that we'll get to show a little bit of stuff. Um, it's it's going to be really cool. Now, I, I'm very excited. Uh, we're doing some really great stuff from the comic. We're uh, bringing some new elements in uh, to a certain extent. Uh, and it's just going to be a really kick-ass cartoon. Um, again, uh, you know, very mature uh, you know, it's it's going to be uh, hour-long drama, basically, uh, in animation form. So it's going to be a little unique. Um, I'm really excited. It's going to be great. Awesome. I think I think I've just repeated most of what's already out there. Uh, I don't know. I wish there was something something I could hint at. Will we see brains and blood? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, possibly more than you've seen in the uh, in the uh, comic. We'll see. Some of the stuff's coming back, and I'm like, ooh, what are we doing? So, yeah. Hmm. How does that make you feel, Bill? Well, I just realized that I lost a major bet because I thought that they were going to have – didn't I say that they were going to have something to show 
Oh yeah, I thought I thought they. I I would have sworn that they were gonna show at least a promotional image of of what it was gonna look like. So the first thing he talks about is nothing to show. Can't talk much about it. Um, We'll hopefully have stuff ready by um, next year by San Diego Comic Con, right? He said he was hoping to roll something out by then. Here, like there at New York. Wait, did he say at New York Comic Con or something? I thought he said San Diego. He didn't say San Diego. I think he said here, as in New York. So that's why we haven't talked about the release date. That's why we haven't, you know, really Mm. shown anything. Uh, I am very hopeful that uh, we'll be doing some kind of big rollout. Hopefully doing something at Comic Con. At Comic Con. Okay. He's talking about San Diego. Yeah, I think he's talking about San Diego. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because when you when you say Comic Con, -Con. even if you're at a different Comic Con, you're actually referring to San Diego Comic Con. I heard at New York Comic Con, someone was telling me that they that San Diego Comic Con. I don't know if this is true or not. Bought the rights to the term Comic Con. Yeah, I remember hearing something about that. I don't know though. That like like that's why that like Fan Expo is Fan Expo now. Yeah. And, but I mean New New York Comic Con would have to change their name yeah. if that were true. So I guess it's all up in the air. You're right, Bill. There is a chance that he is referring to New York. Mm. Let's just assume he's talking about San Diego though, just for the mm. sake of <laughs> argument. Which you are yeah you are right. It could be New York, which again would suck. But if it is San Diego Comic Con, that's that's not too bad. Mm. That's not too bad. I mean, I like that, that he referred to it as a. An hour-long drama. Yeah. Well, like before, even before he gets to that, he he mentions like having a roll, like doing a rollout. Like mm-hmm. that kind of to me sounds like here's a trailer, here's the promotional stuff, here's a date. Like this is it. You know what I mean? Um, which I could still see fall of next year, spring of following, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm adjusting my so. sights. Okay, so San Diego Comic Con is summer, right? It's like June, July, early early summer. Yeah, I'll right? look it up. But go on. So they would roll out a trailer. And then it would probably be like October, September, if they're releasing trailers for it. They wouldn't do it for a year later. There's no way that right now it would take two years. The interesting thing is I almost feel like with animation, I wonder if they're like finishing it and then making a trailer out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they haven't released anything. How can they be animating if they don't even have voice actors yet? Oh, they might. Mm. I don't know. Don't voice actors actors record their lines and then the animators... No. No? Mm. Are you sure? No. Do you, you match... You're supposed to match it. Hmm. All the animation is always done first. Really? Because mm-hmm. every time that I've seen like like Mark Hamill doing that's something, a good question for somebody that sitting knows. in the booth recording. Because I feel like I wonder if these days they can animate everything but the mouth, and then they go in and Digitally, make the mouth match. Yeah. Something. I saw behind the scenes of I think it was Incredibles where they had to actually match match no. the voice. They had they had a screen in front of them. Really? Maybe it's always now different. That I, now that I'm thinking about it, I've never seen that. I've always ever just seen, and it could just be like promotional stuff, like them standing in a booth. You know what I mean? Hmm. But like, think of all like the Disney stuff that you've seen, like Aladdin and them singing and everything. It's just them in a booth. Like it's not. They don't have a storyboard or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have seen with them with with screens in front of them. Hmm. I don't know. That is uh, San Diego Comic Con was middle of July last year though. So okay. Um, yeah. It's always middle of July. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think that's exciting. I do like what you're talking about, TJ. I like the idea of the him stressing the fact that it is a drama, an hour-long, mature drama, that it's going to feel kind of unique where there's not much like that right now. Well, he said they're adding, obviously, a lot of stuff from the comics, but then he also said yeah. that, and some other elements, to an extent. Yeah, like, so, think about it. We might see, like... Viltrum. More, I was going to say, more like, Viltrum. more high school. You know what I mean? Like, mm. more drama. Like, get to know these characters more. Like, mm. actual day-to-day stuff where... Uh, a page like we might talk about a page in the comics today where uh, Debbie calls 
um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Art. Art. Yeah, Debbie calls Art and, and asks about how to do how to, how to wash. Yeah, how to wash their suits. Yeah. And it's like that. That's one panel. Very few lines, mm-hmm. and it's like quick. Like that could be like a good scene in an animated thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it you gotta figure character. that that same panel that's like two or three panels that took you thirty five seconds to read or watch or yeah. like look at could be a five, five ten minute, minute scene. Like depending, like clip, maybe yeah. it shows what Debbie's doing before. Maybe it shows what Art was doing before he answers the phone or after he hangs mm-hmm. up with Debbie. Maybe he goes back to work on someone's costume and that ties into something else. And mm. um, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's cool. Feel, more feel, more brains and blood than potentially the comic, which is which is crazy. Yeah. So I'm still. Well, if you, th- I mean, the first few volumes up until the volume that we're gonna go over is like it hasn't been. Yeah. That gory, Mm-mm. you know. It no. was only it was only much much later that Invincible was kind of like, whoa, the gore in this book. Yeah. You know, so maybe they're just gonna inst- like make it. Make kind of know, retroactively make yeah retroactively make it as more gory. gory. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, did you have something, TJ, before I play the next one, or do you want me to play the no, next go ahead. one? Okay. Next one from Kirkman. Uh, actually, this was a, uh, a a fan asked him about spinoffs in The Walking Dead and stuff like that, and this is something that he had to say about doing spinoffs. So I, I, I've always wanted to avoid that, and, and I did a spinoff of Invincible called uh, Guarding the Globe, and it seemed to kind of hurt the uh, Invincible book. It made it like less special, because one of the things that was cool about Invincible was that it was an entire superhero universe in one book, and then suddenly I was like, maybe two books? And people were like, no. So uh, uh, so I'm trying to avoid that. That was just interesting. Hmm. Hearing him say that, like, that it, it kind of... It was almost a mistake. Yeah, that yeah. it kind of took away from what made Invincible special. I agree. I, I agree. I don't I don't think so. I, I do not think so. I don't think that it made it made Invincible less special because you I, we, we read Guarding the Globe and all the other tie-ins... Mm-hmm. Of Invincible, not like Wolfman and stuff like that. That's its own comic. Way after the fact. And we didn't miss anything. We didn't miss a beat. There were little teeny tiny things that we missed, but no huge story arcs. What he's yeah. talking about is like how something that happened in in Justice League directly affected what happened to Batman in Batman. And you're like and if you're just reading Batman, you're like, what the fuck happened to Batman? No, I, I I agree with that. I yeah. don't I don't think that it took away from Invincible. I just don't think it was needed. No, of course, nothing's needed. I just thought they were okay. Like I, I think didn't... I wonder if he's referring to the fact that like someone can say, "Yeah, this is the complete invincible," and it's like, "Yeah, but it's kind of not." Like the Mahler, a... the Mahler twins actually survived, and you find out if you read Guarding the Globe, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. I can see how that might make it feel a little less special, but of course we're biased and we always want more, so we're happy they exist. Mm-hmm. But I can see where he's coming from. But we lived both worlds, you know. What oh I mean? yeah, we lived not kill it really reading or caring about guarding the globe and then reading it afterwards and then feeling like it really did enhance yeah what happened in invincible and it did i feel like it enhanced it it didn't you know yeah hurt but it. i think what he's referring to is at the time and when it comes to sales mm-hmm. and everything that maybe it wasn't the best call right yeah so here's another one um my question actually has to do something different though uh when will we hear any news about the invincible movie uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I could give you news right now, but I'm probably not supposed to. Uh, so, uh, yeah, things are moving uh, along nicely, um, and uh, you will hear things soon, I think. <laughs> All right, but uh, things are looking very good. Uh, okay. I'm in constant contact with Seth and Evan. Uh, they really you know, know what they're doing. They're real excited about this world. They're real energized. Uh, they're doing some amazing work, and hopefully uh, we'll be sharing that work with you guys very soon. All right, thank you. Cool. Going to be bloody. Go ahead. It's going to be on a Tuesday. 
You think so? I think they so. They love Tuesdays. What's well, going to be on a Tuesday? The this announcement. announcement. Oh, they're going to announce something, and it's going to be some random day, and it's going to make us all flip out, and they're just going to be like, yeah. Was just... that the only person that said anything about the Invincible movie? Yeah, because I think people understand that, I mean, I wasn't going to ask it, because mm-hmm. it's he can't say We anything. know they can't say much. Right. Yeah. Like, if... if if you okay, like so, that was literally as much like you could see that he's like he wanted want to, to say, say something. Yeah. He's like, I'm so I want to say something so bad, and he couldn't. So if you had the option to ask him a question, and I and it needed to be about the movie mm-hmm. or that kind of like you know general idea, what would you ask him? Right now, to the get thing more that, to yeah. get something as opposed to yeah, it's coming along nicely. Which I don't is what think we he can expect. answer this, but this is the one question that I can't wait to be able to hear the answer for. Would you compare it to the show? No, no. I would. Really? That's a good question. Like, how would you compare it to the show? Yeah, which one do you think would be more faithful to the, you know? He would answer that question, I think. Interesting. I guess I don't no, he would say know that because the, the animated is going to be probably more animated. He would say he would say they're both they're both faithful in their own way. Yeah, that's yeah, what he would say. Yeah. Something to make it totally. The ambiguous. question I can't wait to know the answer to was, like, a year ago when he was doing panels uh, about the movie and stuff like that. Somebody he said that Seth Rogen and Evan came up to him and said that you know you you realize that the Invincible story is this kind of story and Kirkman said that he had never looked at it that way before and that's what like we that, don't know that, what they talk we about. don't know what they talk about is oh. it a comedy remember we talked about this when they announced the movie like is it a comedy like did he say oh it's a it's a father-son movie like it's a buddy cop like what kind of thing did they say it was mm-hmm. is it like like is it a comedy like did like I feel like I keep obviously going to comedy because it's Seth Rogen I feel like because Kirkman said I and I, I he said something along the lines of I had never looked at it in that way before mm-hmm. I hope they're not going to try and make it like campy and, and that's what we talked about on the when we talked about the movie like we went we, we were like stuck on that like what could that mean yeah. is it a sci-fi like are they going to take more of the sci-fi approach is it going to be more of a spoof movie like where it's spoofing mm-hmm. on like a kick-ass kind of thing where it's like Justice or, yeah. League and where it's actually making fun of that kind of stuff is it like digging hard into the tropes is it more of a family drama like is it a high school comedy like what did they say that is what I want to know and I feel like Soon he would be able to answer that because I feel like once the ball gets rolling, that's going to become obvious. If I got to ask any question, it would be the obvious. Who the fuck is playing Invincible? Who's playing Mark? Or <laughs> you know least, he couldn't give, say at a panel. At least, at least give could me you imagine if, At least give me Rex. Could you imagine if you were just like, okay, I have um, a question for you regarding the Invincible movie. Um, who's playing Mark, Alan, Nolan, and Rex Bloden? <laughs> you said if I could ask anything. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. What did you think of uh, of that though? Like, I I think that he he's holding something he's holding back, something back, and I feel like that's a lot. I feel like that's yeah. a lot sooner than San Diego. Well, the movie was announced way sooner. Well, than... not just that, but like him saying like you're gonna hear something soon. Like it's really soon. How long like, ago was it? That was three weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Mm, soon in that kind of world could be like six. Oh, months. it could be. Yeah, it could be. No. I think it's but be I think soon. it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be less than three. I'm saying less than three months. I could really go. I'm saying before Christmas. I hope so. I I agree, TJ. That's a month and a half. Yeah, I'm saying less than three. No, I don't think so. I don't think so because they're working on other projects that are coming out sooner. Always though, like Seth Rogen just posted a picture being in the recording booth for Lion King. I feel like he almost slipped. So that means it's got to be. That's what I mean. Close. But he also said like I can't really say anything. I don't think I can. He said I could probably tell you now, but I get in trouble. But what? What could that be? 
would it be casting? Would it be that they're beginning production? Would it be that the script is done? Like, he would be able to say that. Mm-hmm. If the script was done, you'd think. Or it's in post-production, and they're doing oh, reshoots, free. and it's coming, oh my out, God. it's coming out, like, in a day. Yeah. Maybe, there's, maybe they're, they're going to start... Dro- drop it like Beyonce and, and just not yeah. promote it at all. Maybe it's, uh, you know, to die. Maybe it's uh, going to be, like, a casting announcement. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't hear that. I hope it's casting. You don't hear that, right? You don't hear that they've begun casting mm-hmm. for movies. You usually hear that so-and-so is being cast in this movie. <gasps> Speaking of casting, did you guys see um, Henry Cavill yeah. in The Witcher? Yeah. Uh... Here's the thing. At first, I was like, that looks funny. But then yeah. I was like, I looked into it. It's like, he's not playing old man Geralt in Witcher 3. He's playing young Geralt before he gets scarred and grows a beard. And it's based on the books. Like, yeah. So whatever. whatever. He looks like Lucius Malfoy. Who cares? <laughs> it's like too long. It's very long. Something. I know. But I think about it. He starts like that. It's like, look at Rick in Walking Dead Season 1. Yeah. Like, you start like that so you can get to that. So yeah. it means more when his hair gets chopped off I and he guess, looks like shit. I guess when, when when I heard the casting that Henry Cavill was going to be Geralt, I was excited. I was like, he's a really yeah. good fucking choice. And yeah. then when I saw it, I was like, that's like what my nightmare is. <laughs> like, if you have a bad dream about, yeah. like, a movie that you're yeah. looking forward to and you're like, ooh, that yeah. wasn't very good. I've got one more clip from uh, Kirkman's panel for... Uh, him talking regarding Invincible. Right. How you doing? Thanks for being here, Robert. Um, sounds like we're maybe two, three, four years away from living in a world where we have both a animated and a live-action Invincible movie and series, and I can't wait to live in that world. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but I'm wondering, um, with the possible resurgence and finding a bunch of new fans, uh, you know, a lot more people maybe seeking out the comics that have never read them after the series comes out or after the movie comes out, wonder if you'd consider um, maybe reprinting the single issues like you did Walking Dead Weekly or doing any special releases of the trades with new artwork or things like that. Uh, all, of, all of that is a possibility. Uh, uh, nobody knows what the future holds if uh, Invincible suddenly blows up. I mean, you know, I'm sure I'll be doing some kind of, you know, new hardcover line or trade redress or, or something really cool. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, you never know. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll get to issue 150 somehow. Who knows? Uh, uh, so, so the, the, there's a world of possibilities there, uh, but, uh, but yeah, there's no plans as of yet or, and nothing to announce, but, uh, uh, but yeah, all of that is, uh, uh, you know, a possibility. Thank you. Very cool. Why yeah. did he say 150? Right? Why did he say 150? What? Why did he say 148? He's said comments like you know that You know why? He's not here's, here's what it is. It ended with 144, right? And everybody was like, oh, why not end on 145? Yeah. It'd be uh-huh. an even number, blah, blah, blah. And you know why? A long time ago, how we do the math and how it all the evens out. And there were the hardcovers and stuff? Six issues. It's a six issue. Do a six issue trade paperback. Make it up to an even 150. Release those six issues individually. And then do one final trade. And it's just like the after you know years or whatever. You know what I mean? So you think that he He's has... He's thinking about it. He, he wants to do it. No, I, I think, think it's so. going to happen. If it's my, I think it will. An, there's an inevitable end. There's an ending. Oh, I know. I know. And six, I don't know if I want it. Six fucking issues? That's yeah. a lot of story. That's but... that's that's a fucking Marky story. Or what if those six, what if those six issues this is, are... Issue are 1 to 44 the Coalition is, War. No, no, yeah, or, but like each no. issue is like, here's the Young Angstrom issue. Here's the Coalition War <sighs> issue. Here's the yes. Tara growing up <sighs> issue. Yes. Like, yes. Right? Listen, make them one-shots. That's what they would be issue, is what I'm saying. Issue each one, issue would issue be a one-shot. No, you're saying that you would one issue would be 145. That's not a one shot. That's issue yeah, 145. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Issue one to issue 144 is Mark Grayson's story. I don't. I want if, if they're gonna do 145 through 150, it's got to continue Mark Grayson's story. But it still would be part of his story. 
I mean, I don't think so. His son. That's still part so of the story. What if, what if they did something like Invincible Stories 1 through 5 or 1 through 6? Sure, but don't make it 145 Yeah, but that has to nothing to do with one. That seems like like you're really, like, it's close to you. Like, you have... Like, it is fucking close to me. Like, you're <laughs> against issue, like, like, the number 145. I don't, like it hurt I you, don't you? want Invincible to continue unless they're going to continue Invincible story, the Invincible that we know. Okay, so then... I want one-shots. Okay. I want more yeah, story, yeah. but I don't want it to continue. And that's the thing. Invincible. Like, honestly, we've got the free comic book day issue, which is canonical. We've got the Astounding Wolfman issue, which is canonical. We've got issue zero. Like, awesome. do those not count? I mean, those are still in the hardcover collections. They're still in the compendium collections. Mm-hmm. They're not numbered in the 144 issues. When he, when, if he were to release a 145 through 150, I agree with TJ. I'd want it to feel like it flows, like, even though I don't think it can after that 144 ending, but I would want, I would want one, one shots. Damn. Why TJ does it, because yes, it, it told the end of Mark's story, right? Okay. But would you also agree that Powerplex almost had an entire issue that took place in the in the Invincible universe where Mark was a side character? Yes, but it was... So setting, why can't it be like that? And that's an issue in Invincible. Because it's setting up a villain, a villain's backstory for Invincible, for Mark Grayson's story. Okay. And so and so was the new Battle Beast. And so Marky had a new villain in oh Angstrom's son. If 145 was all about Angstrom's son... And then in 146, Angstrom's son met up with Mark Grayson. Well, Invincible. Well, it could lead. Cool. Well, no, but what I'm saying, TJ, is it but could do something do that. like that. Where it could do something like that, where what Angstrom, uh, Angstrom Jr., uh, what he does to Marky could lead to Marky realizing the fact that he has he hates his father, and that leads to that fight that they get into, no. which like they can all Too tie much. it in. I know, I know. It's fun to think about, but I don't. I You're don't saying think you don't work. want six more issues of Invincible? I do want six more in- six more issues. Of Invincible, or I want a hundred one shots of every <laughs> other fucking character. I honestly would That's rather. I, I would honestly would rather have one shots than a continuation. I don't want to know what happens past one forty four. That's such a good ending. I don't. Right. I want to know what happened during one forty four. But don't make it come after. What if one forty five comes out and it and it's the first page is Mark standing there and he's looking out over whatever sun that he's looking Reminiscing. at. Reminiscing. Yeah. And then it says, meanwhile, <laughs> no. four four hundred years ago. Oh, and previously. Then yeah. Like, <laughs> like this yeah. is happening. And then one fifty. And then one one fifty ends with the same page and he's like, you know, who would you still have after five hundred years? And he's just like, huh. and it just ends yeah. the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't do, you can't top himself. He already yeah. wrote the perfect ending, so why bother? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was the Robert Kirkman panel. Um, so that was two hours into New York Comic Con. Jesus. So I feel like, and I remember when this was all happening. You were texting us. Uh, oh, by the way. Oh, and you I, got to I, meet him before that, right? I, n- n- yes. So we we got to go back to that. that. The that, that last question, though, I feel like we should mention. That last question that you played, mm-hmm. Mike Barrett. That was actually Mike, Bar- Mike Barrett that asked that question. Really? Living in the world, he's like living in a world and and worlds, and I'll be in that world, and that'll be a fun world. Hmm. That one? I didn't that know that. Better. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Good yeah, question. Mike. I uh, I met um, met Kirkman, and it was very surprising and surreal because yeah. oh I my god, up, I, I was about the next this. person in Tell line. Story. Tell us. So there was someone ahead of you, is what you're saying. Mike Barrett was in, was ahead of okay. us, and Mike has uh, actually met Kirkman quite a few times. Um, Mike actually got us, got me a, a ticket, um, to kind of, I guess, get in line quicker and, and meet him. So we're in line and Mike went first and got his stuff signed. 
Robert Kirkman looked away from Mike, looked right at me, having only, in my to my knowledge, having only seen me one time through Skype when we interviewed him back in February, looked right at me and said, Hey, TJ, how's it going? Where's Ryan and Bill? What? Like... He knew me. Like, he how knew crazy me. is did that? You, did, what does your face look like? Can you try oh. to get... <laughs> Just like a child on Christmas. Like, like how, how is that even a thing? That he knew who I was. That's so crazy. So... Where's Ryan and Bill? Yeah. He, well, he said Bill and Ryan, but... I mean, I'm sure he meant Ryan and Bill, though. I don't remember which one came first. <laughs> you told me. I, I asked that? you, like, it was the first question I asked you. I could like, go in the, tw- the text. You TJ probably like, put me first when he told me yeah. and you first when he told you. No, 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 because I asked him, like, the next, like, minute, and he was like, he said Ryan and Bill. No. Like, Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, yeah. But it was awesome talking with him. Uh, he, he's like, he kind of, like, joked about how he's like, I know you do the Invincible podcast and you do the Oblivion Song podcast and you don't do the Outcast podcast, but did you see this? And he like point he was like joking about how we didn't do that and he pointed to a poster about um, an, an hour before he announced it at the panel that he's ending Outcast the uh, the same way he did with Invincible Which, with the to last be fair, issues. That would be the best sounding podcast. The Outcast you know, the podcast. The Outcast podcast. Uh, yeah. It sounds it's too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah, and then I told him how much I'm loving Oblivion, that we are loving Oblivion song, and we can't wait to see. He's like, oh, yeah, check this out. And he pulled out his phone and showed me the wallpaper for his, on his lock screen. <laughs> and he's like, that's the um, the next the uh, trade paperback cover of volume two. Yeah. And he showed it to me. And I'm not going to say what it was. Not that it would give anything away. But still, yeah. Um, but it, it it looked awesome. Like, it's Lorenzo's so cool. art is, is amazing. So. It was just cool that he like just showed showed me that like oh hey, look at this and yeah like, oh, like, you'll, you'll so like cool, this man. like he's like a like a like a just a friend, a, a friend that yeah. he like he's knows like things and he's like hey you'd like this yeah he doesn't care he doesn't care it's so fucking cool Did, that's so like awesome. when he showed us the Eve action figure yeah yeah like, you know, oh, one we're like oh yeah and he's like oh well, there's this this and this and, they um, uh, they uh, they liked your um, hoodie you got a lot yeah, of compliments had, on that yeah I had my uh, invincible hoodie I got a lot of people that came up to me I love how Sean Mackowitz called out the, your bootleg hoodie yeah and he's like oh where'd you get that your, your bootleg hoodie and i was like yeah i think i got it online yeah. but he like laughed it off he didn't care but uh yeah i shot, met sean makowitz um met brian huntington mm-hmm. who does all the gifts and stuff for like oblivion song and stuff which was cool mm. um uh met some some friends of ours some listeners of the, of the podcast uh, one person came up to me and was like, that's an awesome hoodie. And he was like talking to me about the hoodie. And I was like, oh, if you like the hoodie, you should check out our podcast. He was like, oh, the Invincible <laughs> Podcast. He's like, that's you guys? Uh, our friend James Kelly. That's so cool. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. I think of. Is that a song? No, it's, no. um, so can I get your number? Can I get your number? Can I have oh, it? Oh, can oh, I have okay. it? Um, yeah. So we talked to him for a while. Cool guy. Um, mm-hmm. I had breakfast with, met up with uh, Jen Drudzniak. Yeah. Drudzniak and met uh, met her for breakfast at a place called Mom's Restaurant. She was Spotlight mm-hmm. a little while ago. Yeah, she was. Uh, she, she does all the awesome cosplays. She's an amazing cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so met up with for breakfast with her. You didn't get to meet up with um, uh, Travis Johnson though. I saw I, I saw that that fell through. I know. Uh, I wanted to meet up with him uh, and I got caught up at my meet and greet with the cast of Boy Meets World. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah. You didn't tell me about that. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. What was I'm Feeny not... there? No. He was like the only one. Right? It was Corey. Will, it was Will Fort. Was Will Forte there? Will, Will Forte. Will, what's his name? <laughs> Will, Will Arnett. Um. <laughs> I knew was his Will name, Ferrell? and was now Ferrell I can't there? think of it because he said. 
Will Smith? It was Will Smith. It was Will Smith. <laughs> now I can't think of his last name. And I knew his last name, too. Like, Oh, Will... Will Wheaton! <laughs> now I gotta look it up. Uh, Corey, Eric, and Tampanko were there. So, Ben Savage, uh, Danielle Fischel, and Will... Forte. Farrell. Farrell. Not... Yeah. Not Will Farrell. Yeah. Will, oh, it's going to drive me nuts if I don't think of it. Yeah. Will I'm looking Shatner. it up. Will Friedel. Will Friedel. Oh, you were okay. way off. I said, oh, I said oh, you, yeah, you said Farrell. Farrell or something like that. So, yeah, I met oh, them. Man. So, I have a story. Oh, anyways, didn't meet up with Travis Johnson because I, I got caught up there and then he wasn't there the next day. I missed him. Um, but, yeah, we'd love maybe have him on the podcast yeah, I soon. So. And, we gotta, I got um, Met him and then we met um uh, Xavier Perez. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Xavier we, Charles? Yeah, so we, we <laughs> met him or I met him and uh, talked to him for a good a good while, uh, awesome. 10, 10 20 minutes. So awesome guy. Want to have him on the podcast too maybe. So yeah, so um what you world. So I took this picture with them. It is the worst photo you could ever imagine. What? Right? It's, it came out so bad, and I was thinking like I was gonna have the, I was gonna take the picture with them, and then I was gonna meet them afterwards and have them sign it. Yeah. And I was it was so bad that I was like, oh, maybe I should get them to sign something else. But nothing good enough. Like I, I just had them sign the picture, right? Yeah. So I go to um, Will. Uh, see, you got me fucked up. Fredell. Fredell. First, and I showed it to him. He looked at the picture and laughed. No, listen, no. he's like, This is amazing. He took it. He's like, I gotta go show Danielle who's no. He walked away. He's like, I swear I'm gonna be right back. He's like, He goes and takes it. To, takes it. To, so I'm gonna show you the picture. I'm gonna show you the picture. This is the worst picture. I look like a giant. Will looks crazy. She or, looks, she looks crazy. crazy and Will looks um like Eric from Boy Meets World looks um confused he's like i look confused she looks insane yeah and he's just tiny he looks he looks fine. He's like he's like he, he, looks, he looks okay yeah. um but he took it over to danielle and he just showed it to her and he goes this is the best one yet so i guess so they, they must be like yeah and she goes i can't help it when you're sitting she's like when when you're sitting there for she started cracking up she's like yeah. when you're sitting there for a while taking so many pictures you just my eyes just naturally get wider i can't <laughs> help it but they were laughing about it what did uh what did he say uh fee he he nay Okay. The Feeny call. Got it. Did you ask him to do that? No. He really? just did it. I told him how much I love uh, Batman Beyond, and he he got off his stool and put his foot up and lifted his, his foot up so I could see his ankle, and he's got a tattoo of the Batman Beyond symbol going into the Transformers symbol. Huh. Mm. That's cool. Because right. he plays um, Bumblebee, I think. Does he? Does that he would, that would certainly he, make more sense. He obviously <laughs> he plays, plays uh, Terry McGinnis as um, he, yeah, he as plays Batman Beyond. Oh, it's one of the new. It's one of the new shows. Riker watches every freaking cartoon that's on Netflix. Like he hmm. loves everything on there. And he wa- he was watching a Transformers one, and he he either plays Bumblebee or one of like a, like a new Transformer. Hmm. Yeah, right. but he definitely does play voice of a Transformer. Another thing that's kind of cool that right after I got the signature from them, I'm walking out of the area. What were you doing? Walking, I'm walking, and I'm walking, um, and I see in the distance, as I stall to get the picture, uh, Ming Chen. 
is, sit, is standing in the middle of of the lobby. Uh, if you don't know who Ming Chen is, he is um, one of the four uh, people on the reality show. Wow, I can't. I'm I'm drawing nothing but blanks today. Is it the show that you like to watch? That's like a competition show or something like no, that. No, it's a comic book show. It's 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 a playoff of Pawn Star, Stars. Oh, oh, oh comic, comic book man. man, comic book yeah. man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I know him. So he was uh, on Kind of Funny. Yeah, he was on Kind of Funny. Yep. Um, looking for the picture. Anyways, he's standing in the middle of the lobby, and I saw him, and I wasn't even like really kind of walking mm-hmm. towards him. I was just like walking in his yeah. general direction, and he saw me. And he turned and he caught me off guard because this guy was so friendly that he started talking to me like we were friends and it threw me off guard. He was like, he started walking over to me and he was like, hey man, what are you doing down here? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just took his hand looking, out. Looking behind you. Like he knew that I that I noticed him, you know? And yeah. he's like, oh, just wondering, like you down here getting like photos and whatnot? And I was like, oh yeah, I met the boy cast of Boy Meets World. And he was like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, I met them too. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I love the show. He's like, oh, thanks. I was like, Where are the, where's, like, Walt and all the other guys? He's like, oh, they couldn't handle. He's like, they couldn't handle something like this. And I was huh. like, we, like, laughed about it. And I was like, oh, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, I'm no Danielle Fischel, but, but absolutely. <laughs> so uh, it was really cool just kind of, like, running into him. Yeah. Um, there's a, There he is. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Just, like, he wasn't even, like, at yeah. the con as huh. a guest. But, yeah. Hmm. So that was kind of cool. Very cool. Um. Do you have any other New York Comic Con stories? I feel like I do. I, like mean, I, I got my my uh, Oblivion song uh, um, number CGC'd. one CGC, so I'm waiting. And that honestly, that was hopefully soon. It was a perfect ten. I know. And it's not. It's it's no question. But the way they handled it kind of made me nervous a little yeah. bit. I played Devil May Cry, the new Devil May Cry That's that comes cool. out. How was that? Was that uh, good? It was so like free flowing, like easy. Mm. Yeah. Like it, it just felt right. Mm. Um, cannot fucking wait for that. And I went to the panels and everything. Um, Talk about how cosplays are getting a little ridiculous now. Uh, I saw a guy that, I guess you can say it's cosplay. He had his pants down around his ankles, no shirt on. He was just, he had literally his pants around his ankles, and he was waddling around the um, the like the, yeah, the convention, floor. like with his underwear. Like people, if you're out there cosplaying, like don't do that. <laughs> um, so what was he supposed? Was he supposed? He wasn't to be supposed to be anything. Like, he was just being, being, being yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Not it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I should bring up. I really want to watch Batman Beyond now. Yeah. More than anything. Hmm. And I really want a Matt Reeves Batman Beyond movie as well. <laughs> that would be. That's what's gonna happen. I just want a Batman Beyond movie. Just make so it... didn't. So Ben Affleck's out, like officially, right? Like done, done. Because wasn't he like he he said he wanted back in, but then he's like out yeah, again. Yeah, I, I don't. I I stopped paying attention to those so long ago, dude. All those reports. I mean, who knows. Hmm. Um, TJ, if you think of something else, you can bring it up. But should we move on? Yeah. Let's. Let's oh, move on. Well, actually. Oh, here we go. Oh, I, boy. I, so you lent me your um, yep. thing which, else. Which we could. Do you want to talk about it afterwards? Okay. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the other comic stuff. We'll keep it with Invincible or we'll go back to Invincible. Um, we are doing our reread of Invincible. Every issue of... Um, Every episode of this podcast, we're going to be uh, talking about each trade paperback in order. We're up to the third trade paperback, volume three, called Perfect Strangers. Um, and this is the big one. This is uh, the big confrontation between Mark and Nolan. It was a lot of fun reading this one. So this is issues uh, nine, eight, nine, 
10, no, 9, no, 10, nine, 10 11, 11, 12. Yeah. 13? No. The 9, last 10, one. 11, 12. Just four, yeah. yeah. So, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, issue 9, cool cover with Monster Girl fighting Rex and Invincible. But issue 9 starts off with our first appearance of the Star Trek crew. Yeah, the Next Generation gang. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saved by Alan, who's on his way to Earth. Hey, um, isn't it weird that they're by the sun? Why is that weird? Well, because they fight by the Alan fights by the sun. Oh, later, yeah. It's yeah. not our sun. It's not? It's not? Oh, you know what? It might be. Well, yeah, maybe. No, because he's heading to Earth. Like, what's Earth? Or yeah, yeah that's got to be further away. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell is Earth? Yeah, I guess you're right. I just assumed it was a sun. But you're right. That is Alan in front of a sun. Um... I remember this uh, this scene for some reason standing out to me. The uh, Mark had his little birthday party where they watched zombie movies, because when I first read this, back when we very first read it, we were watching a lot of zombie movies, because I had never watched them before, and you guys were getting me into them. So we were rewatching like Dawn of the Dead, and like you guys were kind of introducing them to me. Hmm. And I want to say this is around the time that like Land of the Dead or something came out, and Terrible zombie, movie. yeah, zombie movies were like kind of a big deal in my life at the time mm. when that happened, and I thought it was kind zombies of zombies cool. in general. I think they were, were yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we were like even bigger. We were really that was when we were bad. that was like peak walking zombies yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, probably World at War was out and. Uh, Nazi zombies and everything World like that. World at War? Yeah, the Call of Duty game. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Gotcha. Anyways. 20 um, days later, 28 weeks later. Is this our first appearance of Cecil in Invincible? Yes. It is, right? Yep. Um, I like that we get to see him holding his pipe because we saw that in the past he always oh, has yeah. a pipe. But after this, he, he ditches it. Yeah. He's done. Um, he he also Good for him. Yeah, he did. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He he mentioned he tells Robot like they basically give Robot the job, saying the Guardians are dead. We need somebody to lead a new team. We're gonna hold tryouts. This guy right here is Donald. You'll never see me. We see him quite a bit. <laughs> we see him quite a bit. I love how I, I mean even Kirkman says in the back of this uh, trade that Kirkman loves Donald, and Donald was originally meant to be the the the, the, the guy, go-to guy, the guy. Like Cecil was just gonna be the big guy that you never see that often. Smoking a pipe. Look at the difference between the color. In the trade paperback and the hardcover right here that we have out, man. Wow, the hard the hardcover is much more like the contrast was cranked yeah, way the, yeah. up. Which I don't is, know if I like that as much. Which, in my opinion, is better. It's almost this, too this high. This looks like it's dull. Like but the trade at, paperback looks like it's dull. I think it's I think it's softer. more obvious in Cecil's face. Rereading this actually because I reread it because I wasn't sure. Cecil's the one that says you'll never see me. Said, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. yeah. about Which Donald. was funny because it's like he we end up seeing him he's way a main more than Donald. Yeah, he's a main character. Because it seemed like early on Kirkman was setting up Donald to be the go-to guy, and mm. Cecil would just kind of be in the background. Mm. But that changes, uh, changes this it, this volume. So maybe he didn't think that. Um, Nolan practicing what he's going to say to Mark, which to me is a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a human trait, but it's also very like a flawed moment of his like why would someone as confident as a Viltrum yeah so meet, confident that he meet, he's nervous everybody? yeah he's nervous about talking to his son you're right I like that though are you saying that that that's not good writing or you're saying that no, that's, I'm saying that's no, Nolan. telling about his character yeah, that's, to- yes telling about and what he's going through. yeah I like that that is cool mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't think I ever really thought of that um and I remember finding it like 
the first time I read it, I didn't understand that he had the earpiece in it. I was confused by that. But he gets a call and flies away. Um, Mark and Eve end up uh, going and stopping the Lizard League. This is obviously when, or like we talked about earlier, Debbie gets the call about how to clean the costumes. And she's just whistling, you know, cleaning their costumes, which, again, is kind of setting up the home life and the relationships and everything. Um, after uh, Mark and Eve stop the Lizard League, Robot invites them to the um, uh, tryouts for the new Guardians. TJ, do you get why Eve is pissed right here? Rereading this, I wasn't sure. Quite I think sure. She's, she just. Oh yeah, and I was actually gonna bring that up myself. I don't really understand that either because, like, was she mad because he decided? Because they're like Mark and Mark and Eve are having a good time, saying that yeah, we should team up more often. Robot says, "Hey, I'm glad I found you. We're having tryouts for the new Guardians, and I'd like you both to be there." Mark says, "With schoolwork, I don't think I'll have the time to be a member, but I'd love to hang out and see who's trying out." I think it's obvious. Eve says, uh, uh, "I have somewhere to be. You have fun, Mark." And then I think it's super takes off angry. What Rex. Is, it? is it because Rex is going to be there? She knows that Rex is going to be there trying out. Mm, That's absolutely that. what it is. She's having a good time with Mark. So is she upset that something that involves Rex is getting between her having a good time? But look in the background. Do you think it, it's stopping her from trying out? But Invincible knows that Eve is pissed off at Rex. Mm-hmm. If you, As she's flying away, you look in the background, he's got a puzzled look on his face. I think she's mad at him for some reason. No, because I think they're all good next time they see each other. Do you think she's upset that... But, like, she, but do you think this that, is the first of many times that she flies away pissed off at him because like she she's upset about him dating Amber. She's going through something right now, mm-hmm. especially in this whole volume. We'll, we'll talk about it later, too. Do you think it's it's him leaving right now? While they're having a good while time? While they're hanging out? Like, maybe. I don't think it's Rex. Hmm. I don't know. It was a confusing scene. Anyways, they go to the tryouts and uh, they're lots there. of cameos we're, here. We're, yeah, we've so. got a lot of the capes people. We got Shrinking Ray. I mean, there's Bulletproof. This is the first appearance of Bulletproof wearing the uh, original um, Invincible costume, the orange. Oh, you have and... the one that's that's um, wants sex all the time. What's her oh name? yeah, um, Clairvoyant. Yep, Clairvoyant. Yeah. Yep. We got uh, Commander Capitalism or whatever. You've got Devil, Holy Water. Oh, they're all there. Um, isn't it funny rereading this now, Bill, and yeah. like knowing all these characters now? Yeah. We got Black Samson wearing the suit that um, his his butler stole. Isn't that the Blade guy? Yep, the guy yeah. that's like Blade. Yep. And as you as as this progresses, there's even more of them. There's just all the capes people in the background. Rex Rex Such comes out scene. and says, "Well, I just wanted to let you fellows know that I really dazzled, razzled, and dazzled them in there." So there's one last spot left for you guys. Sorry. He's, and he's such an asshole. And you don't know why. I love but when the you art, find I, out. I, I love the artwork just fall in, love with him. in this uh yeah. in, in this issue or this page. Like the way Rex looks, especially when he says, sore loser. I love that. Yeah. Like, because I hear him saying it like that. Like some guy's yeah. like, Yeah, whatever, asshole. And he looks at him and he's like, sore loser. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like like punches it in, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so cool. With the finger point and everything. That's what I mean. Yeah, it like, really it's perfect, just, yeah. oh. So we meet Monster Girl for the first time. And she's just like this little cute little girl. And he's like, oh. Rex is like, how old are you? Like, are you old enough to be here? And she's Did like, your yeah, parents my parents drop you off? She's like, yeah, my parents <laughs> drop me off. And, you know, and he's talking about how cute she is. And she's like, he's like, what are your, what are your powers? And she goes, do you want to see? And he goes, yeah. And she turns in like half into a, the monster and gets in his face, scares the crap out of him and then punches him. Um, 
Because he was making fun of her. He was making fun of her. Yeah, he was being really pretentious. He was being an asshole. And she kind of beat the shit out of him. Yeah. (laughs) This is such a cool introduction to Monster Girl. But Uh, he fought back, too. And I love that where he, like, kind of, like, blasted her with one of his uh, boomsticks, as mm -hmm. we call them. Was it, uh, did they uh, give him a hard time because he hit a girl or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. He hit that little girl. Well, Invincible yeah. hit her. Invincible. Oh, hit. that's right. Invincible, Invincible hit her. Well, he didn't see monster. that. It was, yeah. And then she transformed back into a little girl. And he's like, did you just hit that little girl? Like, He's like, oh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That was our introduction to Monster Girl. I thought she's like, uh, she asked anybody for a cigarette. And she's like, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It's it's fine. I, I don't get hurt when I'm in Monster form. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun introduction to Amanda. Yeah. I think. It was great. Uh, I like this, uh, this guy that is in the training chamber, like Mark walks in on robot. They're testing another superhero out and he's just like, like holding his knees scared. If you look, he has, uh, on his shoulders, he has peace symbols. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> this guy, it's like a superhero who doesn't fight or something. And I love that. Nice little touch. So they announced the new guardians. The ones they chose was duplicate shrinking Ray, monster girl, black Samson and Rexplode. As long as he promises to behave. Um, they, they basically offer it to Mark. They say very, he could have it. This Okay, so first first and foremost, this reminds me, obviously, of Batman. Because he didn't join the Justice League. Mm. He was just like kind of helping out. But not only that, but he's following in Nolan's footsteps. Because Nolan was never fully a part of the Guardians. That's true. But he would always right. help out. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. He wasn't. Are you sure? Yeah, he wasn't a part of the Guardians. Hmm. Uh, Debbie... Uh, Chastises them a little bit over uh, Amber coming over, um, in which we see Eve, Eve's drop. Oh! <laughs> I just just thought Snap. of that. Uh, wow! Well done. On him and Amber kissing. So this is the same thing. She's flying away. You're right. Pissed off. Like it, this is the second time this we've looks, seen this. I don't know. She's like. I don't she know likes if that's him. the same. I do. It's interesting. This issue ends with uh, the Mahler twins reattaching the head of the immortal um, with the hopes to control him with some brain inhibitor. Uh, unfortunately, it does. the brain inhibitor doesn't work, but reattaching the head does, and he flies away. Screaming. Screaming what? Roar! Yeah, screaming roar. Yep. So this is issue 10, 10. chapter 2, if you're following along in the trade paperbacks. Uh, we get introduced to Doc Seismic. Page one. Yeah. Uh, he fights Doc Seismic at Mount Rushmore. Uh, Doc Seismic refuses to be helped by Mark and falls into the chasm below. Everybody loves the fact that he saved Mount Rushmore. They all clap. Mark says, I can get used to this. Um, this was a good scene too. No one, um, kind of attempting to talk to Mark. And it was interesting, like, what could have been. Like, instead of having that talk, that bloody talk in the sky after Mark witnessing him kill someone, imagine had he, like, been like, hey, you got a minute? And, like, they'd talk in the kitchen in their pajamas. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. if it would, That's just weird to think of, like, how it, would, how it could have gone differently. I think it would have gone similar. I, 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 I mean... It would have ended with a fight. Yeah. They would have yeah. just been in pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, a lot of this issue, Nolan gets, keeps getting called away um, because the beeper, he explains to Debbie that, you know, 
the the new guardians isn't as effective as the old one he has to keep picking up their slack and keeps getting called away and at one point he gets called away and uh, debbie says i love you and he has this moment where it shows a panel of him paused and then he says i love you too and it was just a good moment again really laying it on thick of what he's uh what he's going through yep so who's the girl with the robot arm I knew you were going to ask me. I tried looking it up. I, was, I It might be like one of those subtle crossovers with like Noble Causes or Valiant or something like that. One of the other comic books, mm-hmm. Image Comics at the time. But I've never seen them before. It's got to be because this was so... so it's, it's definitely... Um, uh, yeah. It's the guy. The... Damien Darkblood, Darkblood. Demon Detective. Yeah. <laughs> um, going to the Guardian hideout where there's blood everywhere and there's two detectives there they have badges on one is a girl who has a robot arm and one is a giant well a muscular guy with an eye patch yeah like it's not it's not just two random people like there's they are somebody Mm -hmm. and we don't know who they are no i'm gonna ask i'm gonna take a picture and ask on twitter right now okay (laughs) see if Um, if we can get a response so uh black samson the next panel goes to a penitentiary to to visit the butler who stole the suit and attacked everyone at the funeral, mm-hmm. right? That yep. that was his story. Yeah. Yep. We I talk th- about it, and I think you know, he, he tells him like how disappointed. But is, he is Black Samson? Why do I not remember him being? You guys keep putting a P in there. You know it's Samson, right? Black Samson. Black Samson. Yeah. No P. Sam. Samson. Sam. Samson. Oh, Thank I you. see the L's. <laughs> Black solid. Samson. I want to say Black... Samson. You did say Samson earlier. Did it? Yeah. Black Samson. Oh Samson. man. How do you? How do you not say Samson? Samson. I'm just because I'm your mouth hard... naturally stops. Yeah, I'm and putting... it almost has a. In, I'm in putting there. a hard S on it. That's why it sounds like a P. If you didn't know that, a hard S <laughs> sounds like a P. Samson. 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 Did I do it again? Samson. It sounds like I'm being lazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, uh, isn't there is there a story be- behind this giant purple squid monster thing? No, I don't think so. Wait, that back was... up. We missed one of my, like, my favorite parts ever in life. Oh, okay. It's just Mark in high school doing something. No, I love it when he goes to the comic book shop. The comic book shop because they make fun of the comic book industry. He meets. Oh, yeah. This is a yeah, this he, is great. He mm-hmm. meets his uh, his hero comic book writer. Of Science I, Dog. I think that I'm this assuming. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he writes Science Dog. He kind of like ran into this. He wasn't even planning on meeting him Flip Shafe. But I feel like this is telling of who, who Robert kirkman is because he says he says hi mr chef it's great to meet you i brought a lot of stuff he, he has a whole box full of comics and he's like you don't have to sign it all if you don't want to and then the writer says lay it on me kiddo you paid hard-earned money for this stuff the least i can do is deface it with my illegible scribble mm-hmm. so at the panel when i met him in new york comic-con they said like only three things but i had a ton of stuff and i didn't like even lay it out for him but he just like grabbed it and he was assigning everything like i don't i don't think that he's Otley's the same way. You can hand him a whole pile of stuff. He'll sign every one of them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. But, and then they, they kind of make a joke about saying like, um, you know, I'm amazed at how you, you get these things out on a monthly basis. Um, he's and like, how do you do the... that? And he's like, oh, sometimes I just reuse the same panels over and over yep. to, to emphasize a pause or. And I feel like almost, is it every time we see Flipshave, they, do they that. do that. They yeah. do that where mm-hmm. they reuse the panels. And he's and then it shows Mark, and then Mark again, and then Mark again a third time in the same exact panel. Don't and he you goes, think don't you think that's kind of cheap? cheap? And it shows 
um, the writer, the writer again, the writer again, all on the same panel, and he goes, not really. I love it. It's so so smart. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Omni Man is seen saving a bunch of people on a roller coaster from this purple alien squid thing. And uh, that's when he's suddenly attacked by the immortal who's freaking out saying, why, why did you do it? Nolan flies him up to the sky and says, I don't know how you did it, but you should have stayed dead. Um, They fight and Mark, while he's cashing out at the comic book shop, sees it on the news being reported on. Uh, by none other than April O'Neil. Yeah, who works for Channel <laughs> Six News? Does she really? Yeah, that's I, I, I didn't catch April, that part. That is April O'Neil. It's funny. Yeah, yellow jumpsuit. Yep, white that's belt. Her. Yeah, that's her. Shows Debbie watching the same news report, sitting at home, and uh, Mark flies up and just in time to see uh, Nolan Viltrumite punch the immortal and slice him in half. What is that? What is that from? Do, What's that? Does Thrag do that to? Yeah. Him. You're right. Yeah, it is that same kind of motion. Like the punch and then the slice, then the slice like slice. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing like, as Invincible arrives, the first thing that he hears is, "I killed you once. I can do it again." Mm-hmm. Him saying that to, uh, his dad saying that to the immortal. Yeah. And then he slices him in half. And then he turns around and says, "Yeah, we need to talk." Yep, son. Now issue issue uh, eleven, eleven, which the infamous issue eleven. Which, so, this is an infamous issue. The cover, I mean, is outstanding. It's one of my yeah. favorite covers. Um, it's funny though because when I think about this moment, this event, it's almost more issue twelve. Issue eleven is the is the explanation, where issue twelve is the event. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. But this issue is still the one that's super impactful. Like, when doing a reread, issue 12 is the one that's awesome. Definitely. That's the one you think about. When you're reading it for the first time, issue 11 is, like, mind-blowing. Because it's like, holy shit, it was all a lie. Right. So, when you already know it, it's not as exciting, I felt. But it's still yeah. really it's still really good. It's yeah. still really good. So, we got the first page, which is that awesome It's also the full first page. page of the final issue where he... Uh, where uh, Mark is Mark in the is same the one. exact pose saying... It's time I, talking to Marky. Tell time to tell time I tell you where you came from. Yep, but you all know the story. Uh, the Viltrumites were actually a, mm-hmm. a, a, a war, you know, filled fueled ra- race, and they uh, went planet to planet conquering. Now this two-page splash, these aliens. The next time we see them is when Anin and Ursul are reclaiming planets, mm-hmm. and they're killing those aliens in like issue like one thirty-five or something. Those aliens right there. Now, read, are, yeah, read what it says. Oh, uh, okay. So it, it goes on, and then in one panel where there's a bunch of purple, it looks like robot things. Mm-hmm. We began to enlist the aid of races we had conquered to continue to expand our empire. Though they were not quite as efficient as our own forces, it did help with our expansion efforts. This is Tech Jacket. Yeah, it's Tech Jacket. This is Tech Jacket. Remember we talked about how yeah. uh, there was a panel that just subtly mentioned that Why? the Viltrumites were the ones that hired the, uh, not the Galdarians, the, the um, shoot. Like, it's like Greg or Dredge. Or yeah. Dredge. Is it the Dredge? Is it the Dredge? They, I don't know. Uh, I don't it's wanna... right there. I don't want to look. Yeah. Um, they hired these robot, you remember they're gaseous mm-hmm. inside? Yeah. 
uh, they were the ones that sent them to attack Earth. There wasn't and to, and to attack uh, Galdaria. Galdaria, and like they, or this is them attacking Galdaria mm-hmm. is what I meant. Like there with, wasn't a reason behind why they were warring with the Galdarians. Was yeah. there? Did they say that? It didn't really have much. They didn't want resources or anything like that. It was they were just, just sent to attack because, but we didn't know it right. because the Viltrumites were using them to conquer the Galdarians. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. We see a very young Nolan too, mm-hmm. which is kind of that. Right. That's Nolan. Yeah. 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 He starts uh, uh, moving up in the ranks. He really wants to be part of the Betterment Committee. Not the Betterment Committee. Oh, oh. The opposite of the Betterment Committee. Um, the Conquering Committee. The Conquering Committee. Uh, and we see uh, them attack the Unopen people. As we we know that, obviously, they uh, Alan you points out that. Race. Yeah. Um, this panel is the one that uh, we see again, and it's the one that Otley used, uh, in referenced in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one with Nolan standing beneath a falling, crumbling building. So yeah, Nolan goes to Earth. He gets uh, assigned that planet. He says that he's going to go live among them, assess them, gain their trust, and then at, when the time is right, you know, take over. <clears throat> we see a panel of him fighting Alan. Um, we see him fighting Roadblock, which is the name of that villain that's attacking Debbie. He meets Debbie. Uh, they, uh, they fight the Chronodile, mm-hmm. which we know who that is with Big Brain and everybody yeah. that's from Capes. When he came back. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this was the second time yeah. he came back. Cause it's, he, yeah. right. Is it the second time or oh, wait. is it the first time? Because there's, no, it's the first time. It's the, it's first, the first time, time yeah. before he disappears and then he comes back and yep. that's, yeah. Uh, we see him fighting alongside Brit and Brit's wife Susan, who has the power to do like the Lady Deathstrike finger grow thing. They're fighting Magmites, so a lot of cool references in this issue for people who kind of like know all the side stories and all the lore. Uh, we get to see um, Black Samson, not with a P, uh, looking a lot younger. He's got that shirt that he ends up wearing later on in the series when he gets his powers back. It's fun to think that at this time, that's the original Green Ghost. Because mm-hmm. previously, the one that Nolan just killed was the new one. Mm-hmm. That had just gotten his powers. Yep. Uh, Does Immortal this remind is, you of anything? I mean, we see the Mauler. What is it? What do you mean? This is how this is how he met the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is also how Mark... Globe. Guardians of the Globe. <laughs> this is also how Mark met the team team for the first time fighting a Mauler. Holy shit, you're right! Yeah. I never made that connection! Grab a volume, because I, I don't believe it. it. I already got it here. You already pulled it up? Uh, I had it. He's not in the same position and everything, no, is he? No, he's not in the same oh, okay. position, no. But dude, fighting them all, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's how he, that's how he met the team team. Dude, mm. no, that's, that's, that's spot on. I approve this message. Mm, Good job, it's TJ. Ryan, Ryan approved. Dude, that's awesome. Um, we see uh, the Immortal with his wife, Grace. I always love that. Oh, and it says right here too. It wasn't long after I met your mother, I married your mother and I married that I first met the Guardians of the Globe. Mm-hmm. I never became an official member, but I was welcomed into the fold with open arms. I like seeing uh, Red Rush. It looks like Red Rush helped him design his costume. He's like giving him the thumbs up and everything like that in the mirror. Uh, yeah. So it looks like he has, and you notice him s- sitting on top of that mountain again. It's almost like his little uh, not his place, not quite his fortress sanctum. of solitude. Uh, but, uh, he goes there to think they have Mark. He starts, uh, finding that he, you know, 
He's falling in love with his family, but he knew what he must do at some point. He was enjoying himself. Yeah. But he knew it wasn't going to last. Yes, exactly. Yep. Once he noticed that Mark started gaining powers, he knew he didn't have much time left, and he would have to start making moves to try and... Um, so what he's trying to do is he's trying to get Earth to a place where they're going to surrender. He doesn't want Earth to fight back. He doesn't want to eliminate Earth, mm-hmm. but he will if they if he needs to. If they if the Viltrums need to do that, they'll do that. But he doesn't want that to happen. He wants that he wants them to surrender. The only way to get them to surrender is to take away all their hope. And yeah. the Guardians of the Globe was that hope, so he needed to take them out. Yeah. Rereading this, Nolan I think does a pretty good job explaining himself. Like he he starts very calm, very like he's saying like hey, just so you know, everything you know and love will be gone. We live forever. Like yeah. to think about that for a minute. Like everything will everything be gone, will be it gone won't by matter the, by the time you look 30. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think what he should have said was the line where your mother is a little more than a pet, a pet to me. Which, yeah. Holy shit, that mm-hmm. was yeah. That might have, yeah. I don't know if I was Mark if I would have heard anything else after that. Yeah. Like, that's a little rough. Um, but he keeps talking, and Mark doesn't even say much. He keeps saying this. And he talks about how it'll make Earth better, you know, the planet, and, you know, everything will... We'll share will, our technology Yeah, we'll them. share. Everything will be fine. But Mark is like, no. Like, don't touch me. You're, Slaps his hand away. Mm-hmm. He's convinced that you're going to enslave them. Um, Mark even says, this is my life. These are my people. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Mark says, I don't care if I live a million years. This is my home. I will not let you destroy it. Nolan says, son, don't, you don't understand what you're saying. You don't want to interfere. Mark says, I know exactly what I'm saying. And then the fist, which I actually have, I have the page, the reboot, the reboot page of that page, which is the copy page of it, of him tightening his fist. Yeah. So, issue 12. This is the fight. Crazy cover. This is like, uh, it's kind of funny. Like, this cover and the Conquest cover. Looking at the difference between mm-hmm. the blood be- beat up bloody marks. Gore. Like, look at he has a skinned elbow. <laughs> uh-huh. But in the other one, they're like, his bone is his popping, bone is popping out. His skin. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Just a lot of action. Going through multiple buildings, killing all kinds of powerplexes, sisters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark is like stunned. He's shocked. He's bleeding, and he just Mark's just like, oh uh, yeah, I love this line. Nolan says, uh, "Now don't you see this is not your world? One punch from me, or one punch from one of our people, and thousands lose lose their lives." Can't you understand that? These people are beneath us. Their lives are insignificant at best. One thing that he says here that we never talk about, and we should talk about it more, or it's not even that. It's just like whenever we do um, fight. Super fight. Super fight. Super fight. We always talk about half Vultramites being weaker than full Vultramites. But Nolan says... That our anatomy is oh, yeah. different. That, that it gets you, to the point. even being a half Viltramite, will grow to be stronger than I am as a full Viltramite. Hmm. He doesn't say that. Yes, he does. Or does he say so? No, he says that we're super compatible. That it's, I, th- it's I thought he would just override it. Like, it just kind of ignores yeah. the human side. No, he says, you will grow stronger than me. I'll find it, you motherfuckers. All right. Oh, find uh, this shit. They continue to fight. Uh, Nolan says the infamous line, your mother means nothing to me. Mark freaks out because of that. 
No one says, I'm telling you the truth for the first time in your life. I don't give a damn about anyone on this planet. They mean nothing to me. Like, they are livestock, meaningless animals. Like, he, like, goes hard. Like Totally changes everything we've ever seen or heard from Nolan before. So, we know. We know that he was having a hard time. Right. He had to flip the switch. He had to. He, like, had, to, he had to completely he, turn it all off. He couldn't be. So he's over, not not overreacting, but he's over. Like he's he's, he's, he's laying it on a little thicker yeah. than he believes. He's, tr- he's right? trying to convince himself. Yes, as well yes, as that's a good way to put. It. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm smart. Back to me. Go ahead, TJ. Viltrumite DNA is so pure and complete that you are nearly full blooded. I could mate with nearly any alien being of compatible evolutionary development and produce a similar offspring. This means you will be as strong as me. You could potentially be stronger and you will live thousands of years. I take that as two Viltrumites that are both full-blood Viltrumites. One he's could saying, one could say to the other to Mark though. I'm, I'm saying one full-blood Viltrumite could say to the other full-blood Viltrumite, you could be stronger than me, which is true because all full-blood Viltrumites have varying levels of strength and like could be strong, is which is why he's or... saying to Mark, of course, you're basically 100%. Exactly. Yes. So all I'm saying is that when we're playing the fight game, when we say, oh, he's only half Viltrumite, oh, yeah, it, doesn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. even matter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I get that. Okay. Okay, TJ. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought you were saying because he is half, he should be stronger. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No. Yeah, then oh, we're good. No, 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 we're good. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um... Yeah, they keep fighting. Um, it's <laughs> Turn the page. It's rough. They keep fighting. Turn uh, the page. No, hands. Hands. Nolan uh, <laughs> says the says the line. Um, I'm tired of this game. If you choose to stand against me, you can die with them. I can always produce more offspring. I will see this planet burn and all the life eradicated before I spend another minute living amongst them as their own. Like he is like. Yeah. He's, he's got something to prove. Yeah. No one backhands him. He's, it's just not even a fight. Like, brings him to the bottom of the ocean, throws him to the mountains. There's an avalanche. And then this is it. Mark, beaten, broken, bloodied, says, I will still stop. I will stop you. No one says, I'm ready when you are. No one trying one last time says, we will share our technology with them. We will bring them up to speed with the rest of the universe. In time, Earth will be better. And Mark says, and if they resist... He says, we'll destroy them all. So Mark says, I won't let you enslave them. These people, dad, this isn't right. Nolan says, why, why, why do you resist? What do you think this world has to offer? It's too, it's right here where, yeah. he, where he starts to say, think the, the older we get, the slower we age. You're going to outlast everything. Everything and everything will be gone. What will you have after 500 years? And Mark says, barely eligible, le- el- eligible, <laughs> legit legible it's, he says it very softly <laughs> yeah you dad i'd still have you and you Nolan, see like the tiniest glimpse of a tear little in Nolan's tear eye. right there little deliberate drawn tear and he raises a fist and invincible looks back his son mark looks back at his father and it's says his dad dad daddy he, flies away. he, bust, he balls his fist up and then Shivers, he flies away, his, his hand leaving shakes. him broken bodied. You turn the page and one of the best pages in all of Invincible is him flying away with tears in his eyes. I forgot how fucking good that issue was. Yeah. Like, it is so good. It's so good. It is that moment Ugh. where you're like, oh shit, this is like not just a comic book. This is like some shit. This there is some fucking shit. There is another issue in 
Oh no, this no, is that's a hardcover. No, that's four issues. No, that's four issues. There's another one. Yeah, there's another one. Oh yeah, there's, there's another one more. Oh wait, oh, so it was 9 through 13. Issues. It was, yeah. It's five, oh. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, five issues. Yeah. We thought it was four. Yeah. 9, th- nine and 12. 9 through 13. Um, yeah, yeah, that issue. Amazing. That is the, the moment. Now, Bill, you're the one that who most recently spoke with someone who we read uh, the series. Do you remember her reaction? This was so long ago because yeah. she was reading the compendium. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so like it was just a blip. It was like it was um, like holy shit, and she keeps going. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I can't wait. I I really hope the animated series gets to it soon enough in the series mm-hmm. that it hooks people, but doesn't rush it because yeah. it has to feel yeah. earned, man. You know, like that has an to feel hour so. Is so long. I know you're it's right. So, so it long. could be four ish, four episodes out of eight. I think like it will. man. Can you imagine, like, if it, oh, if they do this right, that scene, mm-hmm. oh, like seeing him getting beat, mm-hmm. like it's different on a page, but in motion, like we've talked about this before. I God. think it's going to be a couple episodes in, and I think I said that I think the season first, the first, the first season is going to end with him ending up on tel- not Telesgria. Oh, really? Seeing Where his he dad, sees his father, Rex, yeah, see, uh, with with Debbie's, Oliver, with Oliver in hand. Yeah, that'd be a cool season two, like yeah. him starting on that yeah. planet with young Oliver, and by the end of season two, Oliver's like a teenager. Yeah. Oh, mm. fuck! All right, mm. let's do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Issue thirteen, the final issue of this reread. Uh, Mark is recovered by the uh, government. He's broken, bloody. This takes place, I think, what, like two weeks later? No, it wasn't that long. It was they couple, say they took that weeks? long. Um, I love. How? Which was a flashback of them watching it happen. I love these because it's very silent. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. very cinematic where it just kind of goes through everybody watching, you know. Yeah. Cecil says you've been out for almost two weeks. Oh, he's been out. I don't think it took him two weeks to find him. I think they found him right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. just saying it takes place two weeks yes, after. Yes, you're right. So, yeah, there's Cecil. Cecil talks about how um, who he is. My job was, you know, to keep the world safe. I was the one on the other end of the ba- the pay. The beeper, the pager and beeper uh, is combined combined into the, to be beeper and the beeper. Uh, and the earpiece. Um, you know, your mother was nearly catatonic, um, and he leaves Mark to heal up. <clears throat> William and Eve accidentally reveal to each other that they know that Mark is a superhero. Um, William is worried. He's been going to their house often. Uh, they can't find him. Eve says she's going to ask someone. Uh, Cecil explains to Debbie that everything will be taken care of. Uh, we set up uh, a funeral. There's a stand-in for you. Uh, your husband was a, uh, a famous writer. You're going to be all set financially. Um, you have nothing to worry about. Debbie says why you're doing this. Cecil says he feels responsible in some way. Because he was... he. Nolan was under his nose doing this the whole time, and he didn't he didn't know the whole time, so he feels responsible. Yeah, Eve shows up to the uh, Guardians Tower. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it is the Guardians Tower. It's yep. the Teen Team Tower. Yeah. Formally, um, well, asks asks Robot to find out if you know where Invincible is. Um, she shuts down Rex. Um, Robot does talk to Donald because they had a meeting. Uh, Donald assures him that Invincible is fine and they've got him. You don't need to worry about him, but your guardians uh, are struggling and you need to work on that and um, consider yourself on probation. And Robot gives this creepy skeletal grin, which is starting to plant the seed that... That's just his face. 
Oh, I know. But <laughs> you, we all thought something was up, and yeah. it's done intentionally. So he starts. He's starting to build Plot. that. Yeah. Um, Mark Cecil is up takes and walking him to the. In- he introduces him to the White Room. Yeah. Which issue fifty? You son of a bitch. Oh yeah. You son of a bitch. So he takes him in there. Uh, Shows him uh, that the, ad- the way that the light Dude, works. Before that, though, that he tells them that they played the audio to Debbie. Yeah. And Mark, like, snaps. He's like, wait, you did what? Yeah. He's like, oh, we thought it would be easier for her to hear everything you said rather than lie and explain I it. Agree. And it's like... Because he says, like, don't you do, don't you think that she deserves to know the full truth? Yeah. I totally agree. I agree, but... It would, it would help with, like, mourning. Grieving. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. why yeah. did he leave Earth? Well, yeah. because yeah. he actually hated you. Yeah. 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 It's like it's one of those things that Mark's reaction was justified, and Mark even comes to understand that yes, it was the right thing to do. But yeah. shit, that sucks. It just sucks, yeah. Yeah, the white room, and uh, they turn the lights off in the white room or on or whatever, and they're you see for a second that they're reattaching the immortal, and they joke a little bit about how the white room works, and they basically Cecil basically offers him the the job, the replacement. You know, you get the earpiece, you get the beeper. Um, in in turn, we will pay for your college. We'll take care of your mom. You'll never have to worry about a thing. You just point me in the direction, or we'll just point you in the direction. So he goes home, and he immediately gets a beep. Mm-hmm. He goes up. That scene though was so sad when he got when he got home, and the mom Debbie goes straight to bed, and he's like, "Mom, are you are you okay?" She's like, "No, not even close." Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck. This is when she picks up drinking too. Yep. But yeah, I like how he gets the, he he gets the peeper. No, the, why can't I say beeper? The bleeper. The peeper. The bapper. Uh, he looks at. It. I love how he touches ear and he's like, "What do we have, Cecil?" He's like, first off, never say my name. Second, don't talk into the earpiece unless you're wearing your costume. Yeah. Your your beepers your cover. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. cool. To it's smart. Yeah. So he flies up to space, and we see. Biplane. Biplane. That's who um, Immortal threw in, right? Because yeah. he had like an atomic bomb on him or something like that. Yeah. And then he threw, threw them into space. space. Yeah. When in doubt, throw them into space. That was yeah. issue 11. No, not no, issue 11. Issue like 7, issue, sorry. That was early. It was the uh, when Nolan kills all the Guardians. Yes. So Mark runs up and sees Alan the alien there and immediately punches him in the back. And Alan turns around and is like, dude, like chill out. Um, I came to tell you that you know, the race that destroyed my people, the race that destroyed my planet, you have a Viltrumite living with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know all about it. And he's yeah. like, really? And he's like, yeah, like, sit down and we'll tell you about it. They have a conversation on the moon where Mark kind of catches him up on everything that had happened. And Alan, Alan, they catch up and Alan's like, wow, you're a Viltrumite? And he's like, he's like, yeah, and they're talking about it. I, um... Alan kind of apologizes, saying that, sorry, I wish I would have told you sooner. And then Mark says something like, um, it 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 really wouldn't have changed. I would have just gone to my dad and asked him about it. Who knows how things would have played out if that actually happened. Can you imagine, like, Mark finding out that his dad is actually a race that's conquering and that's why he's there? Can you imagine how that conversation would have started? I feel like he would have fought Alan because he wouldn't have believed it. I don't think he would have Interesting. believed it. I think it'd have been like you're a fucking liar, mm-hmm. and we're gonna fight now. And well, and then Alan would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think so? At this point, oh, I don't know, because it is weaker Alan. It's weaker Mark. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they fought once before, and it was. Yeah, but it was more of a spark. Yeah. I mean, he gets punched right here. 
in the and, back. But hard. Like, Invincible punches him. He's like, oh, yeah, nice punch, by the way. Like, yeah, not, yeah. Not, I don't know who would win. Alan would win. I would want to say Alan. Mark hasn't know. even begun to work out. He's just started doing this. And Alan's been doing this for fucking, ye- like... You're right. He is kind like, of... Isn't he much he's, older? And he's like, he's a champion evaluation officer. Like, mm-hmm. he's, his fighting is his job. Yeah, and his and his next evaluation is up in like 15 years or something like yeah. that, wasn't it? So, so the big thing was that Alan finds out that there's a, a, a rogue Viltrumite and he's going to bring that information back to the coalition. He asks Mark, you know, so what are you going to do in the meantime? Finish high school. Finish high school. <laughs> and that's, Someone we that's know owns ends. this page too and I want to say it's so. Mike. Is it I... Rob? I want to say it's Mike, but I, yeah. I don't know. I could be uh, and that does it for Volume 3, Issues 9 through 13. 13 yeah. Whew. So, yeah. It was a good one. That was, was a good, a good one. one. I like that one. one. Uh, before we go, we'll talk about some other stuff that we've been uh, reading, watching, seeing everything uh, lately. Um, okay. But before that... Okay. It is, uh, I put that tweet out there. Thanks to Grant Wilson. He says it's uh, Powers. And so does Digital Pizza on Twitter. Mm. They're from Powers by Brian Cabanas. I've read some of it. I don't remember them. But yeah, that makes sense. Thank you, Grant. That's awesome. Look at that. Instant answers. Hey, that's awesome. Technology. Technology, right? Hey, uh, an so avocado. Yeah. Powers. Powers Thanks. was the You know what? Powers that's was the one. That's what that sounded like. <laughs> Powers was the one that uh, PlayStation turned into a TV show, right? Holy shit. Yeah. Yes. It was. That's where I know it from. That, I, was, I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. It had the guy from that movie so, where he turned uh, into an alien. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, what have you guys been up to lately? Video <sighs> games. Holy shit. Okay, it's been whoa, all whoa, video whoa. games, I feel like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So should we say, have we watched, should we stick it to like shows? Then video games, then what we've been reading. I know what we're going to start with. TJ and I went to Toronto and got to meet Greg mm. Miller and Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny. Kind of Funny, guys. Uh, Greg Miller, like, part of the reason we do this podcast. You know, he was kind of the inspiration for um, podcasting. He got us into it. And uh, he was the one that all three of us listened to years and years ago. Um, back during, uh, they had a IGN. PlayStation show on IGN, yeah. And uh, so it was cool getting to meet him, getting to like thank him for the inspiration. As not only that, but he's a huge Invincible fan. He was the one that freaked out when the movie came out and uh, or when the movie was announced. And uh, it was really really cool getting to see them. And uh, yeah, thank him basically. Mm. So while we were there, segue, we got to play Smash Brothers which was really fun because it was, it was like fun. we had that experience of going to like a it was a small convention but going to a convention and tiny. playing an unreleased video game which was cool so excited to play smash brothers when that comes out <clears throat> but uh otherwise what have you been playing lately bill playing uh rdr2 yeah also known as red dead redemption 2 mm-hmm so. I'm excited to eventually play it. We talked a little bit before we started recording, mm-hmm. but it is very much a, like, this is your life now game. Like, oh, it's, yeah. Like, it, and I also heard that it, it's, it almost doesn't do it. It's not the kind of game that you can pop on for an hour or less. It's not. Like, you have to be, like, to get a, an enjoyable experience out of it, you have to be, like, 
this is what I'm doing for the next three hours. Two, two to three hours, I'd say, yeah. Fuck, wow. Like, I turned it on for 15 minutes before I went to work, and I literally rode my horse to my next objective. Yeah. That's what I did. Wow. And in, but, in but, the, the thing, but in those 15 minutes, you, I stopped, I saw something, I lasted, yeah. I got a perfect kill, I skinned but it. But if you know that's what you're in for, mm-hmm. that's cool, because, like, it's a gorgeous game. You oh you enjoyed that ride, right? In it? Uh, yeah, dude. Okay, one of my favorite fucking moments, if you ask me my favorite parts from Red Dead Redemption 1... It is not the action. It's not the the anything like that. It's when you cross into Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And it's very and slow plays. and the song plays and the sun is setting song. and it's just so fucking good. It's so good. Like I don't really consider myself a fan of westerns, mm-hmm. but this made me want the first one made me want to be a cowboy and like at the same time I think 310 to Yuma came out. Oh yeah. And yeah. I was like on it. I was like I want to be Ben Foster as a fucking <laughs> dude, gang remember member. his oh, uh God. his, his like gun suit thing? Yeah, his oh. all his vest. Dude. Um so Red Dead Redemption 2 is it just heightens everything that I personally loved in Red Dead 1, but I understand why some people don't like it because yeah. it's not in my opinion, it is not a video game. You can't go in. It's like an experience. You, you cannot go. I, okay, I I walked into a store. Typical Bill. I was like, I'm going to buy some stuff. I'm going to rob this guy because it's a video game. Like, I'm going to fucking rob him, right? See, that's the thing. You also have to be a little okay with playing the Black Hat. Yes. The Westworld reference. Which is what like, I thought that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. All right? Because I was like, I can just rob this guy and then go off. Because you are the kind town. of a bad guy in it. Uh, yeah, you are. A, yeah, yeah, you're like a good bad guy. You have a moral compass. Yeah. You do the right thing, but, but you still... also punch the fuck out of someone who has tuberculosis because they owe you money. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I, I held up a guy, and it was like the first store that you can go into and buy it and um, and buy stuff. And I held him up. I rob him. I tell him to open up the register, and then he runs out as a witness. And all of a sudden, my bounty went up to two hundred dollars. And there's like five guys. And I felt like I was in a Western where they're like, okay, you've watched the back. Someone was on the roof. Yeah. Like, so, and they were just, and I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave unless I had my hands fucking up in the air. I'm like, no, I'm going to fucking take out these cops. I died within 13 seconds. Wow. Like, you can't, it's not, unless you're fully prepared for what is about to happen. Like, you have your horse parked by the back door and you're Mm -hmm. ready to fucking go. Yeah. Like, you can't just go in guns blazing. Everything has consequences. Everything has consequences and it feels very much like... Yeah, real life consequences. Uh, a friend of ours is playing, and he said that uh, very early in the game, he got his horse, went on like a hunting mission, killed like a very very rare whatever type mm-hmm. of animal, Legendary put it on animal. the back. Of, yeah, put it on the back of his horse, started riding to back to his camp or whatever. And there was a lady that needed help, but he would have to put her on the back, mm-hmm. and he'd have Dropped to choose. His legendary pelt. Do, are you going to drop this legendary pelt mm-hmm. or help this lady? And it's like he didn't like the fact that it's like. You have to make those decisions because that is what the it's game is. It's not a video game. Like yeah, in normal is. video game, you would put this gigantic bear yeah. pelt in your back pocket. Yeah. You can't, and you you have can't carry 30 guns. Like yeah. it is, everything is there. Mm-hmm. But no, that's if that's what you're if that's what you're going for, and mm-hmm. that's what you're okay with, then it's in that's an incredible game. I did see that you were playing some Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I cannot wait to play that game. Oh, yeah, Dude, shit. I played that, too. That looks lot. so good. I've heard such good things about that game. That... And I love, you know, Greek mythology and that whole yeah. world. And yeah, What's interesting is that it actually, I think, har- like, like harnesses more of the mythology part of it, not just the historical factual really? part. Because there's a, a camp that I go to mm-hmm. that's like a shrine, and there's a gigantic, I mean gigantic, snake skeleton. 
Oh, cool. Like Dude, a gigantic, so like a Hydra or something yeah. like that. And I'm I, like, what the fuck? This yeah. is Assassin's Creed. I can't, this isn't... If I could, I can't get all these games right now. So mm-hmm. I'm. I, that's one of the ones that I am choosing to wait a little bit and get like a, a, a game of the year. It's as big as Origins. Yeah. It's overwhelming. There's I didn't play Origins. There's so much to do. There's yeah. so much to do in it. And I don't like when games make you like choose factions mm-hmm. and like, oh, you can build this faction up and you can build this faction up. I just want to clear off the map. Yeah. And you can't do that in this game. You have to like... I can clear off the map for this, for Sparta, mm-hmm. or I can do it for Athens. Yeah. You know? So, but it's very good. Good. It sucks because you're probably not going to be able to go back to that now that you've no, ta- taken the, the, no. the red pill. At, the, the, the red, red, oh, red wow, pill. you're full of it. Damn, today. that was a good one. Uh, so, Spider-Man. Spider-Man DLC the came DLC out. Came I out. am uh, almost done with it. It is awesome. Which DLC it's is so it? Good. Isn't it three different ones? There's. It's the first one. There are three episodes of one story. Oh, I put really? it that way. So New York, New York, the city never sleeps. The city never sleeps is the DLC, okay. and it's releasing in three episodes. Interesting. Yeah, and it's so good. It's so good. Is it story? Yes, and it takes place really? after the main game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And in all the ways that you want it to, not like sequel wise, but mm-hmm. like in the right ways. Um, I, okay, I'm sorry. So I love um, a YouTube show called Zero Punctuation. Oh yeah, he was there the, at EGLX. He was. Was we he really? Him. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. What does yeah. he look like? Just a normal guy. <laughs> a man. Um, yeah. uh, and he did a review of Spider-Man. Yeah. And he said that there, there are like little bits of it that are perfect and then it just jumbles in the rest of the bullshit. Um, but he explained, he was like, the DLC that comes out, he's like, imagine if, if you were watching a movie and halfway through the movie it stops. I'm like, all right, all you other assholes get out. Only the gold members get to see the rest of the movie. And like, that's how DLC is. And, yeah. and it's like not a complete game. And I, just... I disagree a little bit with that. This does kind of feel like a another extension of the story, but like I still feel like I got the whole story mm. in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. This just feels like a little bit more. Did you beat Spider-Man yet? Oh, yeah. Did you cry? No, no spoilers. I did not cry. I did. Yeah. Did not cry. And I'm um, also playing the DLC. I'm only about two hours in, and I'm also playing... Uh, Bioshock 2 because I played Bioshock 1 and I played Bioshock Infinite but I never played 2 because you guys told me it wasn't good and I'm replaying it and it's okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. No. You need to play the Infinite he DLC. Knows. I have the entire collection so that I can play oh. all of it. Yeah. Okay. And But before that you need to play Minerva's Den and yep. then I need to come I'll over and watch that. you play Minerva's Den. Um, uh, I've been playing a lot of Mario Party and I finished all the Kingdom Hearts games, which was a huge undertaking because there's a million of them. From now, from the last time we spoke? No, I, it's been like a four month project. Okay. Dude. All right. And so ready for the third one. Other than that, uh, what do you want to do next? Movies or comics? Do you see how Ryan and I like uh, went through what we were playing in like a timely manner? Did you see that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember how you talked um, about Comic-Con for like four hours of the that podcast? That was the topic of the podcast. This is one of the topics, okay? Mm. And people want to know about Red Dead Redemption mm. 2. Tomorrow is Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it is. Ooh, that got a 7 on IGN. I'm hearing mixed reviews. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. It might be one of those so movies that the trailer is in. better than the movie. That's what I'm worried about. There are movies, though, that'll get like a 60 that I'll love that other people might not. Like, for yeah. example... Um, uh, um, Ready Player One. I fucking love that. Like you guys yeah. didn't care mm, as Venom much was for better. it. Oh my god! Venom scored Shut higher. Speaking of Venom, Shut your mouth. TJ, did you see at Venom the top yet? of the show? No. Oh. So no Venom. If you go back to our last, if you go back to our last episode, uh, we said that we would do a two point swing. Mm-hmm. Either way, and I said twenty seven, and it's at twenty nine. 
Holy shit. Oh, shit. It dropped a point <laughs> since the last time we checked a couple weeks ago. It, it was at 30%. We said it counts at the time of the recording. Yeah. Mm. And it's at 29. I, TJ wins the arbitrary bet. <laughs> um, other, the other thing we put a pin in was, uh, did you finish Thanos? Yes. So what, Was it cool? I know I hyped it up a lot, but wasn't it a cool story? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Really? I loved it. Yeah, Dude, it was awesome. That issue? And I don't that like Marvel. I don't I I won't say that I don't like Marvel. I just don't read Marvel. Yeah. Um This is the uh you let uh, me your graphic novel. Mhm. And I put it down on someone's table. Oh god. And they signed it for you. Wait, what? Donnie Cates. No way. I got oh shit. You. Thank you. There you go. Oh, that's sweet. Very cool. So this is Thanos wins, Donnie Cates, and I'm going to pass it off to Bill, who needs to read it next. And I think Bill will really enjoy it. TJ, it was very good. However, the the extra comic on the end, the annual, was excruciating to get through. It's not that necessary, oh, but did man. you finish it? Yeah, but the, it was, the, the was most tough. important it's so long. Yeah, the most important part of that was um, the, um, the, the the opening, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the what's happening. And the very uh, end. And the very end, exactly. Because it sets up. Yes, uh, it sets, it sets this up uh, right there. Cosmic Ghost Rider. So, are, how fucking excited are you to read that? I'm halfway through it. Halfway through Cosmic Ghost Rider. We, there's five issues out, right? There are four issues out, and I'm two in. Okay. The fifth issue Dude. isn't out yet. Yeah, and that's the final issue, I think. Fifth issue is the final issue. Yeah. I'm not as it's not as good as Thanos was, but it's good. Dude, it's so fun. I'm the bored. art. I'm bored. The art bored. is. The art. Read is, it. Dude, the art is awesome and uh, yeah. it's so funny. The writing is so good. Yeah. Just you'll Dylan see, it gets, it gets better it and better. Good. It is good. You're gonna flip through. I know you, Bill. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, I did read. I think I mentioned Cemetery Beach, the uh, new Jason Howard comic. You didn't like it? It's kind of. I only I read love the first Jason issue Howard. so far. I love Jason Howard. I love Jason Howard. I'm bored. Are you bored with it? I've read, read the first, first two. One? No, oh. I read the first two. The second I didn't read one came the second out. Second one came out, and I was like, like forcing my way through really? it and I'm like I, you liked the first one though right first one was intriguing because I'm like what the fuck, fuck is, is going happening? on yeah. I'm bored see <laughs> it fucking sucks doesn't it TJ we need to talk about movies and TV I got shows. a question that's for I met, both of you guys when I met Donnie Cates and I got that sign for you uh-huh. um, I told him that I loved the first issue of God Country and that I just haven't gotten a chance to read the rest of it and he's like oh well funny you should mention that because this Tuesday there's going to be a major announcement for it so I grabbed the graphic novel from him and uh, I got and the then sign from him sweet um, and, and then, then they then announced that Tuesday they, they announced a movie did you start reading that at all is that the whole thing yeah it's the whole thing oh god I want that next yeah I'd like to read that so um, yeah, this movie that was pretty cool uh, did you guys finish Descender yeah I only finished that first hardcover that you gave me. Oh. TJ, were you, were you satisfied with the ending? Why are you even buying like, that thing? I know what? we've talked about Why it on you, this podcast. I just have it, and you're just not being, you know... Do you want the... I have these single issues. I'll give you the single issues. No, no, no. no. Buy the hardcover like fucking Ryan <laughs> It's not would. out yet. I don't care. Make it happen. <laughs> were you satisfied, TJ? Yes. Like, blown away. It's so good. good. It's so good. I can't wait for a second. The other thing I'm reading is the uh, Spider-Man tie-in book to the video game, and it is very good. Oh, I'm halfway through. Is it a pre- it's a prequel. Prequel, right? and yeah. it actually feels... It's, it's just like it feels really, really good. That's it. Holy no, shit. No, it's not no, it. no. Bill and I, Bill and I, do you know what I'm going to say? What? Can we please fucking talk oh, about, TV shows? about A Haunting on Hill House? Oh my fucking God, A Haunting on Hill House. You finished it? Bored. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, get back here, young man. Okay, well, let me finish. Season two of Castlevania came out. So if you haven't watched the first four episodes. Dude, I heard it was awesome. I dude, need to watch season one oh and two. Oh my God. Season one is 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 amazing because it's four episodes. It feels like a long movie, and Trevor Belmont, the main character, mm-hmm. is fucking hilarious in it. Okay, I'll if watch you, it. Done. If you liked 
The first season... I'm almost done with Dragon Prince, finally. The second season will almost seem less exciting because it's all about Dracula. It's insane cool. how much it delves into all of his, like, generals yeah. and... and every, oh, my God. All right, good. So, Haunting on Hill House... So it is best the best thing you've ever seen. It is the scariest movie. show I've ever seen, but aside from and that's why it's getting like so much publicity. Oh, oops. Oh. Go ahead, keep going. Uh that's why it's getting so much publicity is because how much people are talking about how scary it is. Mm-hmm. But the story itself and the directing is so good. There's an episode where it's in three different parts episode of Episode 7, sh- episode of, 7 of Two one- Storms, Two Storms. Go on. It's called Two Storms. It's three continuous shots. Seriously? Over it's an hour. three full one shots. One shot? Ryan, Holy one shot shit. starts, okay? How? And the show? Is it faked? No. Like, is it no. fake one no, no, shots? No, 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 no. Actually, there's a part. Shut up. You shut up. There's a part shut where up. an actor screws up. Really? And he, he like fumbles over his words, but it's fucking so long Steve? into the shot. It's so long. The, Steve, the, the older, older brother. brother. Yeah. yeah, I caught that too. Yeah. Dude, I caught that too. I was like, good for you, bro. Just keep fucking going. Just keep going. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's So the the film the, the show is filmed in flashbacks yeah. and now time. Okay. So it's when, the, and it's when they were kids at Hill House and now dealing with the what the, happens. The haunting. Um, yeah. So it's the, the one scene, it's one shot, one continuous shot goes from current to flashback. One shot, and it's not a break. Yeah, it's it was it's, it's it amazing. was fucking. Me and Liz looked at each other and were like, "What the fuck are no we way. watching right so, now?" So it's not dude, it's not dude. just it's not just about the scares. Like the, yeah. the story is amazing. I still refuse to watch quality. it. <laughs> okay. so the woman with the broken neck was genius. It was fucking genius. Dude, shut up. You're That's right. It say. was genius. When when she. Are you guys talking spoilers? Just so no, people know that. No, no, no. Okay, not okay. Spoilers. I'm not going to mention anything spoilers. But there is a part where someone says something over and over again and she says it and you're like what is she saying and then all of a sudden it makes sense because she's caught up yeah with the hold the door it's like hold Holy the door shit. okay haunting of hill house if you haven't watched it the hype is you, you it cannot be hyped enough for you yeah. because it really is amazing because it's so scary in, in a way that's terrifying not yeah. like boo scary no, i know I, it's I, terrifying dude, it, Ryan, I, read, I, read, I read somebody threw up from being so it's so much anxiety and nerves. Did. I almost it, did. Dude, uh, no I, way. Okay. No way. There's I watched also this. the acting, the the film, the fucking oh my god, the the cinematography, the writing, the acting is perfect. There is a part Theo when when she's crying and talking to her sister that I was like holding yeah. back tears, dude. Yeah. I was holding back tears. It's it's an and at the show. end, not the, just scary wise. It's, and it's at intense. the end, I'm not exaggerating. I know I just talked about crying at the end of Spider Man. I I was I wept, Jesus. I I wept. I was like, <gasps> like that. <laughs> I wept. Wow. You hype it up too much. No, no. Well, it can't I'm, be hyped enough. I am but. also. I'm also. But, but you are. <laughs> I'm also. I wept. I wept I, for up. days. I did. I did. I I'm also a parent. Yeah. And this show is very much about. Well, that's family. why like Coco hit you harder than it hit me. You know oh, what I mean? Same, like, same kind of feels. Boring. Same kind of feels. The Coco Dude, was so boring. People, mm-hmm. just, I mean. Rewatching it is better, but yeah, it's true. It is. Um. Okay. Any other shows you want to run through quicker? Daredevil season three. Um. I'm like five episodes into that. Very good. Okay. Uh. That's really it. Cool. All right. Wow. I thought this was gonna be a really short episode, but like Bill said before we uh, sat down, this it feels like we haven't Ugh. talked in forever. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened entertainment wise. Uh, I feel like, and this was a big. 
issue uh, or I feel a big like what we volume do of too Invincible. is that when it comes to stuff like everything that we've talked about, we don't talk. Yeah. We save these conversations. That's for what the I mean. Podcast. Like I could call Bill mm-hmm. and say, "What you been playing? How's Red Dead?" Mm-hmm. But I'd rather wait because you know it's, it's more fun, to, it's fun to share. We it. haven't talked about things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you everybody for listening. If you're still listening, um, uh, remember you can find us every month. We post first Friday of every month, uh, and uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Send us uh, your thoughts on any of the things we talked about. Uh, otherwise, we will be reading Trade Paperback Volume 4 of Invincible, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that one for our great reread next month. Um, next month's topic, main topic, might be a guest, so uh, that'll be announced on Twitter if it Hopefully is. Hopefully it's the news that Kirkman was yeah, talking right. about. Um, keep an eye out for that. Um, at the end of every episode, we play a song by an Invincible fan. This one comes yet again by our friend Wyatt Lane. This one is called The Work. Uh, thank you all was, for listening. There's one other thing. I forgot to give you on Oblivion Song Podcast, but I got you guys, um, like, metal bookmarks from one of my favorite artists, Adelso Corona. Oh, sweet. Uh, oh, and they're signed. Yeah, nice. they're signed by him. And also a present for the Invincible Podcast itself. I got a, a pack of blank super fight cards that we could make. Yay! So, there's that too. More fighters. Hmm. So I don't have to scribble out current super fight cards and write something underneath them. Okay, I'm going to use this uh, Spider-Man bookmark for in my Spider-Man, Spider-Man book. book. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Okay, okay bye. Bye. bye.
Skittles. No, I brought those for someone else because I don't want them. I've already had my Skittles. No, I want them even more. <clears throat> you put them in your anus, and then your body absorbs the rainbow faster. Oh, God. <laughs> God, Bill, why? 